It says here in the doc that you uh, have a question about MTV The Challenge. And then in parentheses, it says, I no longer think this is a good question, so don't ask. <laughs> Hello, snuggle butts. That's right. She said it. This podcast isn't afraid to say it. This is the podcast that goes there. Snuggle butts. Welcome to sports, the podcast that goes there. And it ends with a question mark, but it starts with a question. Like, what is Snugglebutts? I'm Katie Nolan. He's Travis. Hey. That's Christina. Hello. Hi. This is today's question. Hi, Katie and friends. Uh, this is Mike from Ypsilanti, <laughs> Michigan. And I'm watching the Nickelodeon broadcast of the playoff game. And they're showing us everybody, all the players' favorite Nick shows. And I think it's really cool and makes me feel kind of old. And I was wondering, what would be the weirdest Nick show for an NFL player to have as their childhood favorite? Uh, I won't spam it, so I'll call back next week with my answer. Love the show. Love you too. Bye. I love that energy. I also love that the Google Voice translate transcript thing knew how to spell Ypsilanti, Michigan. It's also smart by him to say, I'll, I'm not going to spam it. I'll call back so he can then maybe get on the podcast. That's what I meant by love the strategy. But I agree. I do love the strategy. Uh, maybe we'll play it. I bet we won't, but you know what? If it's the right answer, it's our responsibility to give it to our listeners. Unfortunately, Mike, uh, the correct answer, I think, is cat dog. See? Clearly a consensus, because no one has a word to say about it. I never watched that show. (laughs) Me neither. That's why it would be the weirdest if somebody loved it. I vaguely remember it existing. I vaguely remember its logo. I don't think it was good. I don't think we all watched it. I watched it a, a couple episodes. Odd, for sure. Was it good? Was it good odd? Was it like Our um, Real Monsters odd or like Rocco's Modern Life odd? Or was it like, what No, is it this? was like Ah uh, Monsters odd. Like, oh, okay, this works, I guess, mm. kind of. Mm. It's also, they, people have to remember that we are from a decade, and by we, I mean me, which is where everybody's from, I guess, uh, from a time when you really didn't have much of a choice about what was on Nickelodeon. You had like five cho- five shows, and you had to decide if you liked one or not, but you couldn't like go find shows elsewhere. We weren't, you know, roaming around looking for all the con You guys have so much content now. Yeah, you couldn't record the shows. You, yep, were just- you had to watch them when they were on. The only thing that we had that kids don't have now is they can't tell their parents next commercial break as an excuse for doing something. That's a good point that I never thought of. But what was your, what were your guys' shows? I was big on Hey Arnold. I forgot that the theme song, the theme song to Hey Arnold slaps. They were playing it on the way to break last night in the Nickelodeon game. And I was like, this was an amazing song. I think Rocket Power was on Nickelodeon too. I didn't, you're, Yep, Rocket was, was Rugrats. Was Rugrats? Yep. Was so, Rugrats on yep. Nickelodeon? Did you just ask? Just, you are un, you are woefully Rugrats. You are like woefully unprepared for the Nickelodeon discussion <laughs> I have planned for the half of this podcast today. So for Rocket Power, though, they used to have this like handshake where they one person have their hand upside down, the other on, on top, and they'd like go woogity woogity woogity, and we would like, cool. and we would oh, yeah. we would I do that, that in school. Was Rocket Power at the same time as Recess? Because Recess was right about when I stopped. Oh, Recess slapped. That was ABC, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Was Recess yeah, uh, was on Saturday mornings? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking that's like the Pepper Ann group. I loved Pepper Ann. Um, you guys have no idea what that is, and it makes me want to die. All right. Cool. Nope. Kim Possible. Are we familiar <laughs> with Kim Possible? 
I've heard of it. Oh, okay, love cool. Kim Possible. Call me, okay. beat me if That's you want right. to reach me. Um, what my Nickelodeon shows were like? Hey Arnold, um, Rocco's Modern Life, Doug. Oh, Doug. Those were the big ones. Forgot about uh, Doug. And then for like, I loved Clarissa Explains It All. I loved. The Secret Ooh, World of one. Alex Mack. You guys, nothing. Didn't watch. It was that a one. girl. It was a girl who, for reasons I don't recall, and clearly weren't pivotal to the plot, or they were, uh, and my brain has made room. Which good for you, brain. She was. She could turn into a, a a puddle of metal, of metal liquid whenever she wanted to, and like slither under doors and stuff. And I bet she fought crimes or something. I just don't, I just remember the puddle part. So that's neat. Glad we talked about that mm. in depth. Um, did you, were you guys uh, alive for Ren and Stimpy? I hated that show. Ooh, what? Really? Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't, I forget exactly why, but I just. I think I you should like revisit it. it. I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid because the first time I turned it on, and again, this was being a victim of whatever's on TV is what you're watching. And I turned on Ren and Stimpy with my mom. And it was one where Ren, Stimpy, Stimpy, I think is the little chihuahua, came out of a trash can with a fork stuck in his eye. And my mom was like, well, you're not allowed to watch this. And so I never got to watch Ren and Stimpy. But I think it was supposed to be like the cool, it was like their Beavis and Butthead, but lighter for kids. What about uh, Salute Your Shorts or, or Legends Loved of the it. Hidden Temple? Loved it. Always wanted to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Always jumped and got scared when a when a, when a a temple guard would jump out and take their amu- amulet. What was the thing that they had to collect? The tokens? I, I know you're talking about I can't think of it right now. I, well, we've talked about this, but this is before you guys. It's a whole new podcast now. I loved Nick Arcade, which is way before your time and would look ridiculous to you now. But you got at the end of this game to go into a video game and like have to play it. And I remember like you were Mario who would have to like jump up and hit stuff. And it was on a green screen. And like I always remember being frustrated with the kids that were bad at it. But then you think about how hard that must have been with the technology back then. They must have just been staring at a monitor and tried to like look at what they were supposed to. I mean, weather people can barely like look at a green screen. Exactly. That's such a good point, Travis. If like this guy who points at Arkansas every day can't even point at Arkansas. Well, then how the hell is Stevie? From Albuquerque, supposed to know how to jump up and grab a coin. It it was a flawed system, but boy, did I love watching people fail. Back to Legends, though. What was your favorite team? Oh, I have a a t-shirt of the uh, Silver Monkeys. Nope, Silver Snakes. I have the silver one. The Silver Snakes. Mm -hmm. And then there was the Blue Barracudas. The The Red Monkeys? monkeys? Green Monkeys. The Red red Jaguars. Red Jaguars. Red was my favorite color, so that's why. The purple one. The purple, purple parrots. Purple parrots. Man, my brain really is starting to delete old information. That sucks. I, have Boy, you ever gone back and watched some of the, like the '90s shows? I think I did, but it was probably at this point five years ago. So I feel like it would be much more enlightening to do so now. And then you watch what kid. kids have these days, and it's like they didn't get stick stickly. PO Box nine six three, New York City, New York State one zero 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 eight. You know. They're missing they're out. Yeah, they really they they really missed out on whatever that kid's name was. Mikey? 
doesn't matter. They were all named Mikey. Anyway, if you have a question, we're going to talk, don't worry, a lot more about Nickelodeon in just a little bit here. But if you have a question that you want to ask, you can always leave us a voicemail at 860-506-5571. I have no idea what that was. Hi. I I liked it, though, so good job. Thank you so much. Um, I wrote in Friendly Banter, anything interesting that isn't sports-related happened to you guys since we last spoke. And before, right before we started the podcast, I discovered, Travis, it's your birthday. It is. And Christina, it's your birthday tomorrow. It is. And it was Ashley's birthday on, what, Saturday? Ashley's birthday was yeah. Saturday. And my birthday is in a couple weeks. And Myrtle's birthday is the 23rd. Why couldn't your birthday have been Sunday? I don't know, but I, I'm now very curious what holiday was nine months ago that all you know, of our parents curious. were let's celebrating. Not go, let's not go down that <laughs> Why road. are so many of us born in January? Yeah. Let's not go down that. There's got to be something. What is it? That something Memorial Day? <laughs> Labor Day? I get those two confused. I always get those confused. Memorial Day. Big weekend. Big weekend. <laughs> you know? It's when you find out if it's summer love or summer, summer marriage. You know? Lifetime marriage. Anyway, our parents had to do it to, for us to be here. So sorry for acknowledging that and saying the quiet part out loud. What are you guys going to do for your birthday? Zzz. I don't, I'm not suggesting you celebrate them together. I didn't mean to give you a joint party. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to blame it on COVID and say I'm not doing anything tonight other than drinking to watch Ohio State. But, I mean, I'd probably be doing that anyways if COVID wasn't going on, so. Yeah, but you could have made, like, a, a party that was a joint. You could have gotten excuses N- for everybody to hang out with you. Not, at, like, if Ohio State wasn't playing, yes, I would be up for doing something but i i can't be out in public when ohio state plays what are none of your friends ohio state fans not up here whoa that's you got to pick different friends what 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 do you want me to do like none of them are from ohio well i can't help like i'm just gonna go around connecticut search are you from ohio nope all right do you think that everybody who roots for ohio state is from ohio it's a that's usually where they originate from. It's a good majority. I would venture to say there were other students that went to the Ohio State University that are fans of the Ohio State University football team that did not live in Ohio. I would also say it's while it's very respectful of you to continue to call it the Ohio State, it felt disrespectful, and I love that. <laughs> You work at ESPN, Travis. That's our only point, is that there's, I, I don't think there aren't Ohio State fans and alumnus hiding within the ranks of, there's, they're there. They exist. Well, I haven't come across any of them, so well, maybe if you live in Connecticut and you're an Ohio State fan, hit me up. Oh, that's it. It's, you do it. You come to me. If you're here yeah. and you're listening to this podcast that has, the host is hosted by somebody who has not been very nice to your fan base, so you're probably not listening. You're not going to find Ohio State fans here, Travis. Not with that attitude. But if you are, they're going to be the good ones. Christina, do you have better plans for your birthday, or are you also just lonely? Sadly, I uh, don't have any plans. I plan on drinking wine and just sitting on my couch, finding Mm. something to watch. Um, The Steelers have left me sad and upset and questioning a lot of things. So wine and my couch is what I'll be doing. I will say... The glow up on your microphone 
was very quick. I feel like last week we got a terrible microphone to the point where I was afraid Mm -hmm. to ask you any questions. And now one week later with with not one email from me, uh, you have managed to fix it. May I ask you, maybe for the benefit of people who are in this podcast chat room listening, uh, how did you manage to get a UFC fighter to send you your microphone so quickly? (laughs) So I decided to just buy it for myself. Oh, I realized what? no way. Why, why rely on other people when I can just get it done myself so much faster? And now so, follow up uh, question, Christina. What percentage of that instinct would you attribute to you being a woman? I would venture to say oh, come all on. of it. <laughs> it's just a it's just no, it's a it's a no. it's a negative trait and a positive trait that no. we we feel like we just need to make other people comfortable and we don't want to impose. Yep. But the yep. positive trait is that Christina got a microphone and nobody had to be like, "Hey Christina, you're going to get a microphone." Now the positive side for you, Travis, is that you didn't have to spend any money on a microphone when you work for a company that should be giving you the microphone since your job is content. Both of you are right. But one of you makes my life a little bit easier and the lives of our (laughs) listeners a little bit easier. And the other demands a lot from our listeners. So it's, you know, you got to have a Travis and a Christina is my thesis. And I'm glad you guys were born right back to back. Yeah, Travis, I would say I'm painfully self-aware, which I could rub off on you a little bit. Uh, I was very self-aware that I knew I sounded terrible. I needed to Mm. get that fixed right away. My Mm. mic wasn't great. But, but you knew you, for quite some time your mic didn't sound great. Me, but you were like so self aware, scared that other people will judge me and then yell at me and get mad at me. Oh, God, fixed I love it so much faster. That's so right. see, this is where you have to lean into it. You make it part of the skit. Oh, no. The skit, he go. says. The skit. <laughs> the comedy skit that Travis is writing in a Google Doc he invited no one else to. <laughs> He's just his one, this one man comedy troupe who's like, guys, I was doing. It's all performance. It's like, guys, it's, it's the bit that I didn't yeah, let anyone else in on. That, no, it's an inside joke that everyone's outside of. Little did you know, I actually had this microphone for like two months, and I was like, I'm just going to wait yeah, a couple more no, weeks. Yeah, no, I, I would believe it. This show is hosted currently by a spectrum of self-awareness. I am on the extreme end. Christina's right behind me. And then Travis is holding up the weight for the other end of it. That's just like, who gives? Who cares? Who needs to be aware of themselves? And like I said, benefits and benefits and downsides to both. So you're, you're just because I didn't go buy one doesn't mean I wasn't aware of the situation. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Not even self-aware about your lack of self-awareness. This is beautifully on brand. It, I love this bit. I, my thing was the company can buy it. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I have defended your position. I'm a, I'm a baller on a budget, Katie. That's right. You and Daniel Tosh. Um, Anything else interesting happen other than you guys being born, which don't let me downplay that. That's very big. And I know they were many years apart. I don't want to say how old Christina is because it hurts my feelings. She's 25. Yeah, I don't like that. Going to be 26. I know. What would you like me to do about that, Travis? I can't change that. No, that's you're absolutely right. You shouldn't have to defend how uncomfortable you make us (laughs) with your youth. Why do we keep track of ages, though, really? <laughs> says the guy um, turning 33 that's the exact year it's like when you turn uh what is it 35 you can rent a car what's the rent a car 25, 25? and 25. the la- the the next big one after that is when you turn 33 is when you go do we have to keep track any longer can we stop now but what's the point like what's the difference between 32 and 33 
Mm. Uh, just this. It's just it's just the fact that you've reached the age of Jesus and you've become enlightened enough to know that age shouldn't matter from here on out. Exactly. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because and I because can never you... remember how old Ashley is. And I, I feel like it's so rude, but I'm like, well, I don't assign a number to your personhood. People ask me how old my niece and nephews are. Don't ask me. There's five of them. I, I put them in a group. Are they're, they all over 33, Travis? Because then you're not really arguing the same point here. No, you're but just it doesn't saying really you don't matter. care how long it, they've been around. I just know that they're cool, and I rank. I don't need to know their ages. I just rank them on who I like the most at that time. All right. Well, then the only piece of advice I'll give you if you want to carry down that path is to never offer alcohol to any of them, probably, just to be safe. Because chances are they're not ready, and you don't know. Well, I would know. Like You can just eyeball it if they're ready. You can, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, there, there's oh so many God. things wrong with that, oh my Travis. God. Yeah. We, can we just move on? This is friendly banter. This is supposed <laughs> to be where we enjoy each other as people. I don't want to fight okay. yet. Can, uh, how about this? After you turn 21, we stop keeping track. Okay, you have bumped that down from 33. Um, again, I think the, 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 the renting a car thing is important for some reason. Um but sure, Trav, in the sake, for the sake of moving the hell on, yes, <laughs> putting some distance between us and whatever you just said, uh, perfect. I love that. 21, we stop keeping track. Somebody move it into law. Surely this is the top of our priority list as a nation right now. Um, uh, mental health update. Last week was a, was a wild one. Um, that's I think we'll leave it at that if either do either of you have anything you need to work out here or say or anything you need how is everybody okay I'm great I'm, I'm Just... breathing I'm alive I'm breathing that's it that's all it is that'll help your brain that's mental health your oxy your brain needs oxygen. You just peed. I, I, I you have to pee again but you're should... just peed I know, I just, does he have pants on? He peed, yes, he has pants on. He peed right before we were supposed to start. And I was like, perfect. I haven't actually started yet, so he can get this out of the way. Usually he waits till I start. Then we start, and he comes sneaking in here. I I will defend him in the fact, sometimes you go, and you're like, all right, I'll be good. But, like, you have to go uh, more in, like, 30, 40 minutes. That doesn't, that's not true. Yes, it is very true. It's not true. It's it is. fine. Don't let it derail the podcast. The only thing weighing ever... on my mental health is how often uh, Dan pees. That's I'm my team thing. Dan on team Dan on this one. Okay, Travis wants you to know he's on your team. Okay, when he has his health shakes, it makes him pee a lot. That even makes more sense. Did you flush? No. Well, they already know you're peeing. You might as well. Oh, my goodness. My God. This is. You run a banana republic. Our dogs are already crying, so I don't know what she's going to do right now. All right, I'll take care of it. I love you. Uh, all right, let's, should we make a podcast? <laughs> I think we should just end it with that. Uh, really. Uh, official pod business, the reaction to the thing we tried last week of one f- podcast with this format and then the second podcast being an interview, it was seemed pretty good. It seemed like you guys liked it, so I think we're going to stick to that. I haven't settled on who I want it to be this week. I've been, like, I have a couple names in mind, but then I'm also now realizing the, the reason I never did this before was because I can't decide on the day of. I have to decide and then ask somebody. So I'm probably going to decide today or tomorrow. But uh, if you guys have suggestions, besides Mina Kimes, because duh, um, drop them in the, in the Reddit. Because the goal of this is for me to show you guys the people that I love 
to be like, this is who they are. Do you want to love them as well? But I also think um, it'll be helpful down the line to have like a collection of names of people you guys love that you want to know if I love them as well. So just, you know, if you guys have names, again, that aren't Mina, because that one's obvious and we all know, but she's very busy, um, then drop them in the, maybe Diana. Hmm. Oh, I vote hmm. yes. Oh. Okay. I just, that, then we can get her to do some of her mom impersonations. Um, yeah, her voices Love are her all, voices. all the same voice. Yep. But the, boy, do we love them. And then, uh, you could do your, then you could do your mom's impersonation too. Which sometimes always turns into an impersonation of Diana's mom because that accent's so much more fun to do. So let's just have Diana's mom and your mom on the pod one week. Oh God, that's a, that's not, please know my anxiety is, I've been dealing with it really well and you just said that and now I'm going to panic for the rest of this podcast. Um, speaking of this podcast today on it, we actually had an incredibly exciting and eventful weekend of football. So we might spend most of this podcast talking about sports. Now, I don't want that to be disorienting to you guys. Take a nice deep breath. We are all still in the same podcast and we're going to talk about it in the exact same way that we talk about everything else, but... There's a lot of sportsy stuff and sports adjacent stuff we could talk about, which means we are sports experts now. Embrace it. Um, so we're going to talk plenty more about that Nick game. I imagine Travis is going to, and by Nick Nick game, I don't mean basketball. <laughs> the only Nick game that's enjoyable to watch is the game, the football game on Nickelodeon. Uh, plus, I imagine Travis would like to give his thoughts on tonight's game between Ohio State and it's Alabama, right? I have not paid attention. Right. Ohio State and Alabama. When in, when in, when in doubt, just guess. Uh, the results of which you, dear listener, already know. So tra- I'm going to make Travis make some predictions about the game that to you will just be wrong statements. Yeah, and a I'm just not realizing this, too. This is going to be A whole fun. bunch of fake news, but in, like, a fun way. Um, plus, uh, you know, basketball games aren't being played, so probably we should address that. Bills Colts! That's right, the Bills played the Colts, and they won! 27-24! to Yep, there's a lot of excitement in the chat. Um, Sorry, it was I was a, taking, okay. a, yeah, taking a sip. Time your sip differently, okay? It was the first playoff win for the Bills in 25 years, and that feels like a long time ago, and then you read in the next sentence that that was December of 1995, and you're like, wow, 1995 was 25 years ago. Cool, cool. <laughs> Christina, wasn't, Christina wasn't alive. Mm. Okay, shots fired. Ouch. You were alive, weren't you? Barely. Barely. I was alive. Born in 1995. Well, wait till we get to talk about the Browns then. That is disgusting. Um, I will say the Bills-Colts game set a weird bar by having 6,700 fans in attendance. It was weird to go, like, start there. I don't remember if any of the other games had fans, but I definitely remember that a bunch of them didn't. And so it was like watching a game with a couple people in it compared to normal, and then go to games where there weren't any, and you were like, well, back-to-back, this does seem weird. It was, during the regular season, obviously it was weird, but, like, postseason, not having, like, a fan base that you know would have been just unhinged, not there, was weird, and that to start the playoffs with that was was odd. Yeah, but I also feel like, and I'm, I'm not uh, intending to offend Bill's Mafia, because I have nothing but respect for their, you know, dynasty as the great tailgating fan base but i feel like the point of a tailgate i know it's before you go into the game but it's like the thing you do takes place outside of the game so like a bills fan 
should, to me, be the easiest to adapt to uh, being outside of the stadium, not let inside. It's like you can still light your own table on fire. You don't have to go well, and, inside to do that. You actually can't there, do that inside. Many don't. There know. were some videos of some people breaking some tables and lighting them on fire, but it just, you you know, you would have seen the, the, the footage of them tailgate and, and then just how loud it would have been. Yeah, that's true. But I also think someone could have died. So maybe it's for the best if Bill's fans uh, light things on fire at, at their homes in a safe space. Did you see the video where the guy jumped on the burning table? Mm-hmm. And then couldn't figure out if he was out of fire. He was on or fire not. and they're just screaming fire. Luckily, he was in snow, that which obviously helped. And then people What's had to... the opposite of on fire? Is it off fire? <laughs> or is it out of fire? <laughs> out no of fire. longer on fire isn't isn't as fun. It's got to have a... He was Fireless? on fire and then he was... Not off. on fire. He was not yeah, sound but that's fun not to as say. Fun. No, you got to make it like... He was on fire and he couldn't turn it. He couldn't get off. Whatever. That's going down a weird road that Travis, I'm sure, will take it. Um, Philip Rivers, uh, his career playoff record is now five and seven. It's a lot of times to go. He's been there a lot. Mm. Hasn't gone too f- far. I feel bad for him. Why? Like, <laughs> I want him to win. He's just, to me, a, a likable guy. He does everything. The, he does everything the right way. What does that he's mean, a, Travis? The right way. Elaborate. You never you hear about him right having any way? drama off the field or with teammates or whatever. He goes about his business. He's a really good quarterback. He, he sure just does go about his business. Yes, but he just he a Super Bowl would just be that one thing that he's missing. Yeah, or another kid. He has a lot of kids. Could, Could be what, another nine? kid. Uh, I think so, but I also am not one of those people who keeps like a that's, like a, yeah, that's a, a, that's a lot. an aggressive eye on the growth of his family. The only time I've ever thought it was actually hilarious was when they showed a picture of him with his family on, during a Thanksgiving game, and I said, "Let's take a look at the All Twenty Two. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so okay, you think Philip Rivers does it the right way? I think that went unexamined. I don't think you gave enough enough evidence to say that he does every does things the right way. And then, I mean, what has he done that you know of? That's no, nothing. Bad? It's just that phrase makes the hair on the back of my neck stand then, up because I it just sounds like, that, like a... he used to show up to games like wearing bolos and just. He did have a bolo tie. He says, "Gosh darn it!" and stuff like that. He sure, he sure does. All right. Well, we know what you're into. Um, <laughs> you've got a type. Uh, he gave a quote. Somebody was asking about. Um, I actually don't know what they asked him, but he said, shoot, it's hard to go back 12 years ago to think how I felt in the locker room after that championship game, because that was the furthest that he made it um, when the Chargers lost to New England, just in case you're wondering, 21-12. He said, it's always emotional, but is it more emotional when you're about to be 40 and you're not sure if you've been in your last huddle? Heck yeah. Um I, I can simultaneously relate and not at all relate to him here in the fact that shoot and heck yeah is probably not how I would have started and ended. But uh, I think as I'm getting older, and you guys are too, technically, as we speak. Nope, uh, I stopped keeping Older count. football players talking about like, man, I'm old. Is this it for me? Starting to really tug at my heartstrings because I'm 33. Forever. Soon to, be, soon to be 34. Well, not that soon, Travis. So why don't you cool it? Um, so when you guys hear this, uh, let me ask the youths. So Christina, uh, how do you feel when you hear a 39 year old say that genuinely? 
I would say genuinely I can relate in a sense that the other day I had a panic attack that I'm closer to 30 than I am 20. Shut which, up and I'll I tell know you why. No, no, no. I'm not rolling my eyes. eyes. I'm going to tell you that you have no idea that 30 is the fun part. I sure hope no, so. No, it's not. Because if you gave me my 20s back, I'd say no. 25, arguably, who could have predicted the year we had, was not a fun one. No. So I would I would like to give back my 25th year if I could be promised my 30th year will be awesome. Okay. That's what I would like. Okay. I think you got to look at it as ebbs and flows. And I think a lot of your 20s are about like, let me try weird stuff and see if I like it. And then if I don't, let me not bring that with me to my 30s. And then you get to your 30s and you're like, let me look back at everything I've done Okay, I think I want to go this way. I mean, that doesn't happen at 30. Sometimes it's 31. Sometimes it's 33. But it's like your 30s or you're like, okay, I know me now. So let's do this thing properly. But your 20s, you're just like, oh my God, everything is so confusing. And you just like feel that all the time, even though you're having more fun than, than you will when you have to be an adult. But you're like always anxious and you're always worried that you're not doing it right and then in your 30s you're like okay right looks like this and i'll do it that way from now on you kind of have the really answers. really excited for the it's okay that you're super anxious about literally everything and mm-hmm. always questioning mm-hmm. is this the right thing did mm-hmm. i say the right thing did i do mm-hmm. the right thing because at some point i would like to know yes i did say the right thing yes i did that do will the right be thing. at 30 and i'm so excited <laughs> for you and i'm excited to have changed your outlook on it to like it's you're closer to 30 than you are to 20 and that means you're doing it that means you're yeah. getting there that means you're closer to being like hey i like me kind of just a little but it's a good feeling it's very freeing what were we actually Sucks. talking about oh your feelings on philip rivers keep going uh, yeah, so I would say I do relate in a sense that, okay, I'm getting older. I understand that. I also can't relate whatsoever because I don't know what it's like to be a quarterback in a huddle. Um, you don't? I was told that you no, played nope. professional football. Nope. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. That would have been cool. Um, mm. It would have changed life dramatically, but nope. And surely you're not just forgetting, like you would have noticed. Do you think you'd remember? No, no, I definitely, I definitely think I would have known if I yeah. had played. And I can almost, almost guarantee that I have. Because people do forget. Yeah, you know? Um, you know, especially with all the concussions and, you know, yeah. we, you know, we well, won't get into that. Yeah. But, yeah, cause uh, no, I can one. almost guarantee. Yeah, I can almost okay. guarantee. All right, almost I'll, ch- we'll check. Travis won't Google it, so I guess we'll just go with your account of it. So, uh, fun stat from this game. Um Jared Allen became the – he had a five-yard touchdown run and a touchdown completion, so he became the fifth player since at least 1940. There's an interesting stat. To score a touchdown rushing, passing, and receiving in his playoff career, which means – well, because the other one was uh, in Houston a year ago when he caught a pass from John Brown, which means that he joins the ranks of such distinguished names in the game of football as Nick Foles, Cordell Stewart, Freeman McNeil, and Julian Edelman. Pretty cool. Wasn't that awesome? Cool stat. I don't know. I wanted to say something fun, and you guys were like, that's not fun. That's pretty fun. Mm, it's it's fun. rarefied air. It's not rarefied necessarily because it's, it's good air. It's just like only four or five other people breathe it, you know? Since maybe True. 1940, I think, question mark. Ram Seahawks. That, I don't think we saw this one coming. The Rams beat the Seahawks 30 to 20. Did we see this one coming? 
couldn't have. I, Definitely I not the way that it played out. Seahawks fans probably did. The Rams always find a way, somehow, to play them tough. Sorry, but, Mina. Yeah, right? Meh. But John Wolford got the start. That's right. That guy whose name we knew. I wrote Wolford originally in the doc, and I'm like, better put his first name in there, because that's not going to come to me. I've not used to, I don't hear it a lot. Anyway, got the start, then got injured with five minutes left in the first quarter. And since Blake Bortles wasn't active, Jared Goff, who got thumb surgery on his throwing hand December 28th and was inactive for week 17, came off the bench and played. And again, they won. Couldn't even give high fives with his throwing hand. I mean, a lot That's of celebratory insane. things require your thumb. High fives, thumbs they up. He was on the ground and he put like, they went to pick him up and he could only give one hand to get helped mm. up because he couldn't even allow his teammates to touch that hand. Well, you I would argue with COVID, not a bad, not a bad thing. We should all act like our thumbs are broken. He can hitchhike still. That's going for him. Can you? If yeah, you get your thumb out there. It depends on how it's, yeah, I guess. Um... Big thing from this game that has been a big thing, but we haven't ever spoken about it, is that Fox camera. I'm desperate to know if it's off-putting to you guys or not. For those who don't know, I think CBS might use it as well. But after touchdowns, they switch to a camera that has a very shallow depth of field, which is like, um, if you watch YouTubers that have like a DSLR camera, it's like the stuff that's supposed to be in focus so the main subject is in focus but most of the stuff behind them is blurry but the one that uh fox and maybe cbs is using is like super intense version of that so part of me is like that's beautiful another part of me is like it's trying to find what it's supposed to focus on by like re-racking the focus and that gets very off-putting but then another part of me is like it looks so much like a video game that i'm starting to get a little freaked out because another thing that happens in your 30s, Christina, is you start to hear everybody's um, theories of what the world actually is. And a lot of it is based on, like, are we living in a simulation? And in your 20s, it's all very scary because you're like, what are you talking about? And then your 30s, you start to realize, like, oh, it's more likely than not that that is the case. So then when things start to look like video games and video games start to look like things, you start to worry that we're all kind of fading into some weird digital existence that we might already be in totally get it what i'm saying do you guys just totally have this anxiety as well or is this just a well, you talk now <laughs> um okay i'll go now my turn um no i completely agree i think at first i saw it and was like oh why did they do that is there someone who's messing up they didn't focus correctly and then i thought portrait mode that's cool okay mm -hmm cool moment and then i thought it does look very video gamey and i don't know how i feel about that so Travis, I, I bet say, you know how you feel about it yeah, oh i do i don't and know so let's hear you i realized that if i'm like this now it's gonna be bad when i'm old because i'm very much like get off my lawn and i'm like why do they, just give me the picture as is why do we have to change it up well, for this it's little supposed to look cinematic it's supposed to be fun also, just, why do you think they change graphics and graphics packages and all those uh, interests? It's all not, for sports Emmys. It's they want a sports Emmy. We're opening yeah. up a whole new uh, can of worms now. Yeah. Oh Lord, I hate they when just they want oh. they. There were everyone's gunning for that precious sports Emmy. That's why. That's why they don't mean anything in the categories that I win them in, but they mean something in the other. <laughs> they change the down in distance, and it's like then it's like a yellow or some similar color, and you think there's a flag on every stupid play. Hmm. Well, some of the coolest people that work at ESPN are in the are like in charge of designing the graphics. Oh, I bet they're extremely talented, but 
run a few things past me before we put them to air, please. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's let them know. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe the org chart switched again this week. But I think now that we need the graphics department to report to Travis before they make any sort of changes. That sounds that sounds right to me. I feel like I'm a good representative of the people. Of course you do. And I could let of them know what the people are going to think about this it. This pod sure. is just coming full circle here. This makes so much sense. Right? It's I'm, it's all adding up. You don't have any self-awareness because you're so aware of the people. You have people awareness. I have self-awareness. Yeah, you're a tastemaker is what it is. I under I understand who I am. Sure. And someday you'll explain it to us. And I can't wait. Box football team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who is he? The Bucks beat the football team, thirty-one to twenty-three. Uh, they're also the reason we normally say cities, but then by the time we get to the football team, we're like, "Whoops, I've been using uh, mascots." So, Bucks football team. The Bucks beat the football team, and also are a football team. Don't be confused. Thirty-one twenty-three. Um, Taylor Heineke was had a great game, uh, and everybody loved him. And then he milkshake ducked. Wait, what? He milkshake ducked. It oh, was no. a it's a it's an internet thing where uh, there's a duck that drinks a milkshake and everybody loves the duck and the duck is the coolest thing on the internet until somebody finds out the duck has bad tweets and then you can't love the milkshake drinking duck anymore because he's got controversial thoughts about things I, that aren't great. I didn't see that. Mm. Well, you know, it, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it because the, 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 the concept of going through old tweets, while a lot of times you find things that are worth discussing, I think in, it's, a, it's a tricky topic. And I also just don't feel like talking about it. But you can know that the story exists there and that Taylor Heineke had both a good football game and I think a bad internet day. So uh, feel free to dive in there. For the sake of our uh, keeping this pod rolling and positive, we're going to skip it. We've earned that. We've, we always talk about it. We're skipping it. Skipping um, it. Thank you so much. Uh, what else happened in this game? There was that graphic of um, Tom Brady and George Blanda as the same age. And you could tell that. I saw a lot of people saying, like, drink water. It's, I believe it's that they, that I think, I, allegedly, allegedly, Tom Brady's face is helped by science. Like, it's not just drink water, people. Yeah, I know. Like, technology should, and though, things have advanced. Like, but while we're on the topic, guys, grab your waters, have a sip. Okay, now that we've all had our water and we look like Tom Brady, um, anyone have any thoughts on that graphic? Nope, that's fine. You don't have to. Guess what? The answer can be no. George Blanda looks old. Tom Brady looks young. I would just say let's not count out the fact that science has made advancements since George Blanda was the age that Tom Brady is. And if it's not science, then it's nightshades and we all need to stop eating them. Well, I just don't like the bashing of George Blanda. Like, he looks like some person that shouldn't like all right i like this visibility like, for blanda blanda stands Standas. why are we attacking him you're part of the george standa clan i sure i will i will gladly take on that role is that your fun fact that george blanda is your favorite football player of all time he is now yeah what who did he play for 
The Raiders. And what did he do? What were his some of his? What was his? What do you remember played, most about his career? Uh, he, <laughs> he, just, played he, 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 he just gave it. He just gave it all. Gave it all. <laughs> he played the right way. Yeah, he just went about his business. He did things the right way. He sure did. After the game, he would have a beer with his teammates and not, you know, just go have avocado toast. Uh huh. I don't know if he's allowed to have toast. That sounds like a lot of gluten, but I understand the sentiment. Yeah, big George, George Blanda. Blanda fan. Big George Blanda guy. Back then, you know, the, in the huddle, you could smoke a cigarette. It's pretty crazy to think about how times wow. have changed. Uh, Ravens tight. Oh, wait. Also, but like good for Tom Brady. Really happy to see him thriving. Uh, if anyone needs a Cammy Nolan update, she's happy. She's really Are you? For- yeah, I don't. It's, it is what how, it is. How are Patriots fans? Um, I don't want to speak for all of them because, boy, do we have diverse opinions. But um, I will say that for me, it's like good for good for Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, him succeeding doesn't, you know, take anything away from us. I was very open and honest on how frustrating it was to see Tom Brady retweet a Tampa Bay fan um, who said, like, I'm going to do the Tom Brady diet until Tampa's out of the playoffs. And Tom Brady was like, cool, let's go, LFG. Meanwhile, when Tom Brady was suspended, um, I stuck myself out there and did a lot of things, like donating a dollar for every snap that he missed to testicular cancer, a testicular cancer foundation to show that if you really cared about checking your balls, NFL, you would do something about it before it became a problem. (laughs) And so uh, I donated my own money, a dollar every time he didn't play for that whole suspension. And he, I was told he knew about it. Then did I get a retweet? No. But that's, I'm really happy for this kid that just, just now started rooting for you. Just now. And is going to eat not tomatoes for a week. Cool. That's sick. He deserves it. <clears throat> Ravens, Titans. The Ravens beat the Titans 20 to 13. The lady sounded a lot like me for a second there. Pretty weird. Um, happy for Lamar Jackson. Very happy for Lamar Jackson. I did HQ last week and they were talking about how Lamar did, did this interview and said that the narrative of him not being able to win a playoff game was the, was the number one thing on his mind, which partially is a good thing. Motivation, uh, whiteboard material, as they say. But at the same time, it made me think like you're focusing on the wrong part because they're going to say you suck regardless because he didn't have a bad season. So in order to have criticisms of him, you have to be willing to entertain ideas that really aren't supported by reality. You have to think that a playoff game is fundamentally different than a, than an actual game, which it is in ways, but it also isn't. He's good at football. And I I was like, I hope he knows that that narrative is going to exist incorrectly a lot throughout his career and not to listen to it because if you listen to it then they're right which is a thing that's happened to me if you if you do your job publicly and people can tell you what they think about how you do your job not everyone's going to be like good job even if you did a good job so don't listen to it or else um they'll be right because you're going to stop doing a good job anyway he did a good job so i was very happy to see it um you could tell in his post-game interview that, like, he wanted to, like, silence the doubters. And to your point, like, now what's going to happen is if he loses next this week, coming week, they're going to be like, he can't win, like, the big one. 
Like, yeah, look, we are we have sometimes things to say, people in sports, but when there isn't anything to say, we're still contractually obligated to say it. So just keep that in mind that uh, there's a lot of times where you're like, I don't know, is it this? It's trying to find if there's a story there, but it's not. It's like writing a book report about a book you haven't finished. You're guessing. You're just trying to see if you're right. And then if you are, then you get praise. And if you're wrong, well, then they don't really do anything about it. So... That's what I would say to Lamar. So I'm glad to see him won- win. I think the big thing from this game that we need to discuss, people will remember last season, uh, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel said that in order to win a Super Bowl, he would be willing to cut off a part of his body. His penix. That's right. And, uh, and he... And he... So I'm wondering, after you know the Titans have now lost... We need to find out the status of his Penix, and we need to discuss whether or not he should actually consider cutting it off. Go. I vote no. Why? Of course I mean, you I, do. I, I, I think that- <laughs> This is just like that. That's so perfect. Yeah, I'm, we're all so shocked. But if you could expand I, I upon why. I think it's pretty why. self-explanatory. Well, I, not to us. It needs not, to be explained. We actually can't relate here, so... Uh, you better start thinking of how to say that in a safe-for-work way. <laughs> it's, it's important. It is. To whom? To men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And? A lot of things are important to men I, I wouldn't mind getting rid of. Like? I don't know. Uh, uh, naked pictures of women on sports websites? I don't know. Swimsuit editions? But that's not something that a man has to get rid of of himself. That's something that you just oh, want. Oh, so you're saying you don't want people t- telling you what to do with your body? Yeah. Oh, well, that we huh. can relate to, I think. Yeah, well, now exactly. you've invited me to the conversation. Now I yeah. <laughs> Now that on. I feel welcome here, allow me to share. <laughs> hi, I'm Christina. <laughs> yeah, hi. It's no, Christina. That, see, that's now your... I can partake. Yeah, and now, Travis, that's called uh, knowing your audience and crafting an argument. You did that. That's Pat yourself on the back for that. Your stance here is that uh, we shouldn't tell Mike Vrabel what to do with his body because it's none of our business. It's the only good argument here. I'm now reconsidering my stance because I was like, the guy has said he's willing to do it. He wants something. He should do it. He he said he's willing to do it. He's he's I assume has not done it yet. Although I'm I'm willing to be wrong here maybe it's the twix that i've never even heard of i don't know but like maybe he's done it but if he hasn't and he's not getting the thing he wants and he said he's willing to do that if it will get him that thing i think the only thing you can do here is try valid argument thank you and i'm just waiting to see if travis had anything to but see the thing is though if you try it and it doesn't work it's not like well all right if you try it it doesn't work but the upside is you know you don't have to worry what about if, it anymore what if he consulted his wife and she says i do not think this is a wise decision and a super bowl is not that important that's great i think he absolutely should consult his wife you're absolutely right all right so i guess he can keep it but can't have a super bowl because you can't have your panics and win it too you know Saints Bears! All right, we're here. It's the Nickelodeon game. Welcome to the podcast. It may as well have just started. Uh, 
This game aired on Nickelodeon as, as well as other networks. And the thing about the Nickelodeon broadcast we were told beforehand was there's going to be a like, slime zone in the end zone. Not real slime, but like superimposed graphic slime. Uh, SpongeBob and Patrick would celebrate anytime that there was a touchdown. There, uh, one thing I noticed during the game, SpongeBob was in the uprights, which was I thought was pretty smart because they're yellow and they're square, and they also live in a pineapple under the sea. And then what else happened? There was oh the booth. It was Nate Burleson. It was um, Noah Eagle. Noah Eagle is it Ian Eagle's son? Yes, yeah. it is. And then uh, a young woman who, man, I really should have Googled. I imagine she's like a Nickelodeon person. It, it's Gabrielle. It, Gabrielle uh, yeah, we well, really should have researched You could have Googled on. while you were doing this. Um, but she was a younger woman. And I don't want to say that without knowing exactly how old she is. So let me. Uh, Gabrielle Iglesias, is that who it was? Or no, Gabrielle Green. I think. Some, she had a last a third name. She, she had, had a, a last name. Gabrielle Nevea Green. There it is. Uh, and then their sideline guy was Lex Lumpkin, which what a name. Yeah, is that a real name? Uh, I don't know, because I don't even know the names of anybody, clearly. So I couldn't tell you. But what I liked about it, my first thought was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this a broadcast for kids. But then I realized that anytime the booth did anything corny or did anything that would normally be perceived as condescending, it didn't offend me because it wasn't for me. And uh, and I liked that. And I noticed a lot of people on Twitter that I follow were like, why doesn't it feel they're like explaining what the red zone is and it's not bothering me. And I was like, yeah, I think it's because they're specifically doing it for kids and you're supposed to explain it to kids. Whereas in the in a regular broadcast... It's hard to figure out how to speak to your audience's level and not speak down to them or talk over their heads. But it's tough when you're on a major network and so many different people are watching um, and they end up sometimes coming out at like being explaining something stupid, but using big words to do so. And that I think is when we get like, okay. All right, we know what you're talking about. But this was, I found this to be a very refreshing broadcast. Did you guys watch the Nickelodeon game or did you not? I watched. I thought it was really nice too, actually. I thought it was refreshing because I had the same outlook on it where I was like, normally I would find the, you know, dumbed down version to be kind of annoying, almost condescending. But I actually thought it was refreshing because you're inviting like younger people to be interested in it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people said that their kids were because it was on Nickelodeon. Travis, what did you think? For me, oh, I didn't like go. it. I didn't like it. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here watching the game by myself, and they're making all these like references to Nickelodeon shows. Like At one point, they compared two players to Cat Dog. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, I just wanted to watch the game. The only well, two times you that... You could have. I went back. The, the only two times that I was like excited to see... Well, one I knew they referenced. I knew the other one I knew they wouldn't was the f bomb. I was happy about. I went over to see what would happen. The other time is I wanted to see how they would approach Manti Teal mm. and see if they referenced mm-hmm. him. But other than that, like, what did you find? They didn't talk about him like uh-huh. I wanted them to, which I knew they wouldn't. But it was just like I felt like it was too much. But then again, it wasn't for. It, it was not designed for me. Mm. I liked then, it. 
I did. I liked it. It was also felt like everybody had to tweet about it. It was like, all right, we get okay. it. You're watching right. it on just, Nickelodeon. Okay. All right. Just say it to my face. Maybe we don't say everybody. You had a problem with my tweets? Let's go. It wasn't just you. What was, was your problem I mean, with my tweets, Travis? I, I honestly don't even remember Which any tweet of your tweets. Which in particular was yeah, the one you that had set to you cite over, one. Travis? Thanks no, it was just you. constant. Like, everybody tweeting about it. Like, Was it the Alvin Kamara versus Alvin the Chipmunk graphic tweet that I bothered not, you? I did not see that graphic. Oh, but well, maybe had you seen me. it. Maybe had you seen it, you would have known that the tweets were worth tweeting, okay? Because during the game, there was a graphic that compared Alvin Kamara to Alvin and the Chipmunks, whose last name we learned in that graphic, maybe we knew, was Seville? Yeah, we knew that. Alvin Seville? Yeah. You knew that? You knew that? If you would have asked me, I wouldn't, like, I recall hearing that. I didn't know it, like, off you the top of my head. You do not recall yeah. Either way, yes, it do. has made me realize that Alvin and the Chipmunks is not just erasure of the first names of his brothers or twins or whatever they are, but also of the family name. It should be Alvin and the Sevilles. We know they're Chipmunks. Do we? Michael Jackson wasn't in The Human Five. <laughs> like, put your name on it. Either way, the graphic compared... My issue with the graphic, which is nitpicking, but I'm, you know, we get better by constructive criticism. And it compared uh, Alvin Kamara's touchdowns this season with uh, hits that Alvin the Chipmunk, Alvin, sorry, Alvin Seville has had. And while Alvin Kamara provided a number, Alvin the Chipmunk's numbers were like many hits, many number one hits. I was like, well, how many? He is literally the product of capitalism. That chipmunk does not exist except to sell records. So if you can't tell me how, how many number one hits he's had, then what are we doing here? I know you've got it somewhere in a file. Now I feel like you're lying to me. I mean, they could have made it up, too. Just Could have. They could have. They could have lied to me. But instead, they're like, you know, we've had a lot. Don't, don't worry about hate numbers. It. It's like me when people are like, what are your ratings? I'm like, don't. there's a bunch of people watch. It's not a big deal. I forget who the player was, but they were like, his favorite ice cream is vanilla. First of all, that's a get a better fun fact to throw out there. Second of all, if you don't give us the guy Coming that says vanilla, from you a better fun fact to throw out there. Shots don't fired. give us vanilla as the find a player that has like an actually like cool. You don't flavor. even remember which player it was, Travis. Because so the answer was so vanilla. Okay. Well, some people like vanilla ice cream. And those people, we don't need to hear about. I love vanilla ice cream. But is it your favorite? Well, it depends on the day. Monday. I love a vanilla ice cream on a Monday. Are you kidding me? It's the highlight of my Monday. No, no, you would never start your week off with vanilla ice cream. Of course you do. Not you with that up. attitude. No. Yeah, you get, you got to step one, Travis. You don't have to the start at the time, top and fall your way down. The only you would need vanilla is if like, you make like a root beer float or something like that. You don't well, just that, have, I don't argue with that. Also, maybe you're feeling the toppings. Maybe you're in more of a toppings mood and nothing provides a better blank canvas for a bunch of toppings that play well together than vanilla. That's such a fact. I'm also going to go ahead and say what, because now I've been worked up into a frenzy about it, that I actually think vanilla didn't need to be improved upon by sweet cream and uh, cake flavor. It's like vanilla was fine. Vanilla was okay. It didn't need to be sweeter. It didn't need to be creamier. Just give me a good now, because now it's like you can't make a creamy vanilla or you have to call it sweet cream. I'm not saying that vanilla is bad. It sounds like I'm you are. That- 
I'm saying that that's a boring answer. And okay. you should lead with that. All right. Travis, uh, can we get your fun fact? Later. Okay. But now I need to know, are you a sprinkles person? Because you feel like, I feel like you are. Uh, it depends. My favorite ice cream used to be, and I go through phases, but uh, a black raspberry ice cream, not frozen yogurt, black raspberry ice cream with chocolate sprinkles is so good. Um, but I'll also mess with a, with a, the thing, the only ice cream I really don't like is chocolate. I'll still eat it sometimes, but a chocolate based ice cream, I'd rather have chocolate in my vanilla ice cream. And that's, I, I see I you reacting that. to that. You need to know that this is an audio medium. So your outrage I, is not being communicated except um, through me. Who's providing a voice cream? for it. No, your favorite. That is a whole, oh, I'm just speechless right now. Do you do all of your best drawings on a black piece of construction paper? No, because the black takes over and dominates the flavors. of. If you're going toppings based, vanilla ice cream is the better base for you to go all different places with your toppings. Chocolate has to, it's a limited amount of people it plays well with. And sometimes the flavor of the ice cream overtakes the flavor of the topping. Not you can you disagree, ha- but with words, please. But there's so many, like, I'm just stunned by your Open-mindedness? No, I just expect... other toppings and other flavors? That's right. so many good flavors out there. Like a brownie batter core? A brownie batter core? Okay, well, the core isn't isn't ice cream. I would argue if it was a core of brownie batter in vanilla ice cream, you would appreciate the ice cream and the core separately and be able to understand both of their flavor profiles. Otherwise, you're getting chocolate ice cream with more chocolate, and it's like, okay, it tastes like chocolate. Half-baked? Half-baked is delicious. I said I will eat it from time to time, chocolate-based things, but I think that's because they use marshmallow, which is the vanilla of toppings. Chocolate ice cream does better with a vanilla-ish topping than the same way vanilla does better with chocolate toppings. Well, but sometimes you have your period and you just want to eat chocolate ice cream with chocolate fudge chunks and chocolate chips with chocolate sauce on it. And that's okay. Well, I can't For argue men too. That. Yeah. Like it's, you have times where you're like, I want to get punched in the face. I want a, tr- a Mack truck full of chocolate to run me over right now. Then go for it. But most times I'm going with like a vanilla, a basic base. And then I'm figuring out if I'm in a cookie dough mood or an Oreo mood or a fruit mood. Maybe like a little bit of like no. strawberry and graham cracker and Ooh. and like no. making a whole shortcake sitch. Maybe I'm going cheesecake. Maybe cream. I'm going, excuse me, Travis. I can do what I want to. You don't have to put fruit in your ice cream. Don't yuck my yum. Don't kink shame me. And cheesecake sucks. Oh my god! What? Oh, Christina, were you not Travis. here for this? He, oh um, no. He well, now I want your opinion on this, but it might be a waste of time for our listeners. Sorry, guys. Let me have this, Christina. If you had never eaten cheesecake before, or if you were talking to somebody who was trying cheesecake for the first time, and maybe that person hadn't specifically said this to you, but you do know that they don't like the t- they don't like cream cheese. Mm-hmm. And they went to the Cheesecake Factory, the place where every cheesecake that's ever been invented got its start. It's like the uh, it's like an upstart of cheesecake ideas and the good ones make it out and the bad ones die where they were born. But the but if they were going to the Cheesecake Factory, what slice would you recommend they buy to be their first slice trying cheesecake? Hmm. 
Probably s'mores. Yeah, thank you. Okay, see, it doesn't have to be the same one I said, but at least she knows. Travis went and bought a plain piece of cheesecake from oh, the cheesecake. Travis, you Travis has to be the yourself. only person who's ever bought a piece of plain cheesecake from. Plain cheesecake is for cheesecake enthusiasts. I admitted I was wrong, but at the time, Ashley asked me if I would do this and eat a piece of cheesecake on her Zoom. So I went and got a piece. And I wasn't thinking about like, oh, I should get this. That I thought just she wants me to get cheesecake. I'll get cheesecake. I didn't think about that. I I admit I was wrong there. Cheesecake forever. And I admit that. What? Oh, Travis. No, you have to give it. It's it's okay. Travis, do you remember back in February when I told you that you need to try wine because wine will change your life and you were wildly against it. And I said, Travis, go to your local liquor store and buy a bottle of red wine. And Travis said, no, no, no. Well, what do you know? Two weeks later, Travis bought red wine and now Travis is a wine drinker. This is a lie. Travis, have you bought did you buy wine glasses? No, no, first, we're going to start from the beginning. Do you here. own any wine glasses, Travis? Hold Before you go back, here. let me just answer the yep. question. Did you own wine glasses? <laughs> Do I now? Yep. Yes, I own wine glasses now. Interesting. Point go ahead. proven. Point proven. I, I got those wine glasses because they were from the masters and they're really Nobody nice. Nobody cares or asked. Mm-hmm. But I never said that I didn't want to try. I said I wanted to get into wine and Christina led me astray. She goes, oh, go to Trader oh, Joe's. Oh. Oh Trader Joe's does not mm-hmm. sell wine in Connecticut, and she lied to me. That's a I had just moved you. back to Connecticut. Chuck, I know it's everybody knows about Two Buck Chuck. She was trying to help exactly. you on a budget. She but knows you're a baller on a budget. Yes, but that's Joe's. not her fault. That's Connecticut's fault. Yep, not my fault. That's oh. Connecticut's fault. I had just moved back to Connecticut in January. Two Buck Chuck is my middle name. I went to Travis and said, Travis, you have to go to Trader Joe's. You have to get the Cherry Blossom Pinot Noir wine. You have to try it and love it. Did Tina, Travis do that? Lying. He did. I saw, I saw you at the Trader Joe's. We ran into each other and you said, oh my God, there is amazing. no. We literally ran into each other at the Trader Joe's and you said, there is no wine here. And I said, I am terribly sorry for leading you Aww. astray, but go across the parking lot to the wine and liquor store that I could see right over there. Go get yourself a bottle of wine. And did wow. you? Yes. I nev- You're welcome. I never said that I was against wine. This, these, these are lies. And now I'm being attacked by both of you. Receipts and I do not have like been pulled. You're welcome. Travis, just look out for Travis's future podcast when eventually this company lays all of us off again and Travis starts his cheesecake and wine enthusiast podcast. And you'll know, you'll know the origin story and people will celebrate him. He'll be the Batman of his own story, but you'll know he's the Joker. At least I won't be attacked by you people. What do you mean, you people? You two are a team up. I see what you're doing. uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who didn't have a good game. Um, he won the MVP. That's NVP, which was, I assume, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. I didn't actually look into it, but it was something that fans were allowed to vote on. I think the guys from Pardon My Take got everybody to vote for Trubisky. He won. And this was going to be, I thought, an issue given the fact that they're going to have to address it on the broadcast. And it's kids, so it's hard to be like, well, Mitch Trubisky won and... That doesn't make sense because he's not having a good game. I think this is just people making a joke. But because Nate Burleson is incredible at this job, and I've been saying it, uh, he did it perfectly for kids. He was like, he's out there, and he's trying his best. And you can reward. No, Travis, what? If you're going to object, you have to do it out loud no, I because they you, can't I was hear let you. Finish you. And there, I didn't have fin- much else. What? You disagree. We, f- we failed 
the youth. Oh, that's Ooh, I love okay. that Travis is you're like the Colin Coward of this podcast. <laughs> you start at the hot take that is like, I'm sorry, and then you work us kind of back to it, but we never truly So truly the reason get is we always complain about how kids think that it's okay to just get a participation trophy. Who's we? Be clear in your communication because not everybody thinks it's the biggest problem affecting America, it's but a lot of problem, people but do. We talk about how kids these days Kids expect these a trophy days. for everything. Careful, and Christina's we, here. She's a kid. She can hear and, you. <laughs> and we just showed kids it's okay to get, lose and get a trophy. We Whose failed fault the would you. you say that is? The people that voted, including okay. me, because I voted for Trubisky, and then I realized <laughs> I failed. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. So you're saying that it's because I thought you were going to try to blame Nate, and it wasn't Nate's fault. When you're no, given no, that no, piece no. of information, you've got to sell that to kids. He did his best job. To make it work. We, the people, including me, trying to be funny and mock Mitch Trubisky, have now failed the youth. Yeah. So I think it's important that everybody, before they do something like, you know, vote for Mitch Trubisky to win MVP, has to really think if that vote reflects the values they consider themselves to be in possession of. I think that's a great lesson, Travis. Thank you for teaching it to us. Because a lot of people are just trolling. And don't realize the real-life implications of themselves just trolling. And I, I think that's a really smart point that you made, Travis. And I'm very happy that you made it. You're welcome. Uh, also, you mentioned we got an F-bomb on Nickelodeon. The field mics picked that up on it. That was amazing. It was also right after uh, Gabrielle was doing, I believe, a Beyonce impression. Which I thought the timing of it was really just chef's kiss in terms of clipping that off and sharing it on the internet. Um, I have one note. On the broadcast, because I said I'm in support. Christina's also in support. It's just Travis that didn't like it. But there was one thing that did bother me, and that was that they spent the entire broadcast talking about slime, hyping up the slime. There were buckets of slime in the booth that the that the team were teasing each other with, dumping on each other. Then there was the bucket of slime that Sean Payton apparently had agreed to, uh, if they won, have dumped on his head. Then, uh, what did I say the sideline uh, reporter's name was? Lex? Lex. Was that right? Lumpkin? Yep, it's Lex something. He, Lumpkin. Uh, Limp Lumpkin had, a, um, had a, a bucket of slime, and uh, he was interviewing somebody at the end of the game and was gonna said he was going to dump it on him. But yet, no sliming occurred during the broadcast. It was just like this constant, it's coming up later. It was like teasing a thing that we didn't know we wanted to the point where it was like, okay, fine, show me the sliming. And then no sliming happened. And then Sean Payton got slimed after the game in a separate video. And he probably should have taken his Jordans off and he didn't, but that's neither here nor there. But it was just like you spent the whole time hyping us up for slime and then nobody slimed. Yeah, I feel like I need to apologize to the listeners for always teasing a fun fact and never giving it to them. I feel like you that's understand how they now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how they fail. And then I didn't. That that's rich people problem when you leave your concords on and get slime yes. on them. Yes, but also you could have just taken them off. It's kind of yeah. like, and it's not it's as not fun if he's sitting there. Privilege. He's like sitting there expecting it. Like we needed to have it happen on the field, standing up. Like maybe act like it. What you didn't know was coming, or like. Yeah, and Pat McAfee brought up a good point, which was that, uh, well, A, he's not really into Nickelodeon, but B, he said, like, I thought sliming was what happened to the losers. 
And it is kind of fascinating that it used to be. Like, if you got something wrong or on Double Dare, if something was whatever, you would get slimed. Um, but then, because it became such a tourist destination, everybody loved Nickelodeon, and you would go to, like, Nickelodeon Studios, you'd want to be slimed. Now we've, we look at slime as, like, slime the winner. But it's also because we dump Gatorade on the winner, too. You don't dump Gatorade on a loser. So I imagine that's where that switch do you, happened. Do you ever get mad with the Gatorade um, bath when they, like, use Not a flavor usually, that, no. when they use a flavor that you like i really like that flavor and they just waste an entire bucket of it no see because i have the luxury of my favorite flavor of gatorade being fgf the frost glacier freeze the light blue so and good it looks just like the dark blue when you're pouring it out of a uh out of a, a bucket that usually has ice in it so i can just assume for the sake of my heart that they aren't wasting my favorite Gatorade. I'm just assuming they're wasting the other blue Gatorade that should not even exist anymore. Like, get rid of the green or the red. Like, the red's only good if you're... Whoa, wait a minute. Red's you can't delicious. get rid of the red. Red is classic. Why That's are right. you getting rid of the red? Who doesn't like fruit punch? It's all the fruits in one. Because red is meant only for when you're mixing it with cocktails. What are Nobody you, Travis, um, what are no. you talking about? That is a line spoken by a man who has never puked up red Gatorade. Let me tell you, it's not mm. really pleasant. No, but guess what? You always use, like, red Gatorade is what you use. Because guess what? The color really doesn't change, so you can make mix your drink and nobody knows what you're drinking in there. Why, uh, where are you drinking that no one can know you're drinking, Travis? I think we should talk about this, because that stopped being relevant to me once I became 21 years old. Or if you're out on the street, just like if you're tailgating or something, not you're just walking around in the street drinking Gatorade. You're tailgating. Oi, Travis, we gotta talk about we gotta talk about a lot of these issues, sir. You just said red Gatorade is the only one you can mix with because people won't know you're drinking. Yeah, I think yeah. we have another mess of problems on our hands if Ooh, that's say. the angle. If you're that's your list at. of priorities. It's it should be about taste, sir. But what other? But you're not using other. I don't use any other Gatorades. Weirdly, I always feel like if I'm hungover, I don't like the yellow Gatorade, but I feel like if I'm hungover, that's the one I should drink because it wouldn't taste that bad if it wasn't good for me. Is, is orange your least favorite? No, I don't mind orange, I, but that's also something that's come to me with age. I used to hate orange flavored things, and now I'm like, this tastes. this is one of the only ones that actually tastes like the fruit it's pretending to be. Like, fla- artificial cherry flavor. I'm like, who invented that? It tastes nothing you, like a cherry. You nailed it. The glacier flavors are the best. Yeah. Do they still do the purple one? They get rid of it. I, I think, think so. They, they still do it. They used to have, at Sam's Club, in a, the three glaciers came in one giant pack, and that was the best. Mm. Was the third like, one white? Cat, I don't cat, remember. Cat, no, there was, like, Cascade yeah. Crush, Glacier yeah, something. Yeah, the white one. Was green, maybe. That's right. It was. Oh, it was white. Okay. Well, either way, uh, don't tease slime for an entire broadcast and then never let anybody see some slime. I didn't know that Nickelodeon broadcasts were allowed to be so edgy. Um, also, Abby Carnival, is it Carnivale? She works at ESPN. She tweeted um, that she thinks every network should be able to get a game the way that Nickelodeon got a game and to cover it in the way that they cover things. And I think that is a brilliant idea. Uh, I saw an article that said that um, that like Nickelodeon game did well and that the league will probably do it again in the future. So I think this should be we should start the movement, the pitch that like Bravo gets a game. Yes, that would be awesome. Yep. Below and deck. Oh, have the yeah. Real Housewives. I do think the only issue we might run into with a Bravo game 
is I am staunchly against the objectification of athletes on a major platform. And I do think that the housewives and I don't share a lot of the same values. I think they might be a little bit reckless if given a platform, but surely there's a way we can reverse engineer that to keep us out of trouble. I'm all for it because then we get uh, Andy could be like the lead broadcaster for it. Andy as a sideline reporter, I think would actually be perfect. I would love him. Yeah, he's. Uh, we need this. I'm trying to think what other network I would. I believe Andy's from St. Louis. I know he's a Cardinals fan. I wonder if he still roots for the Rams. Or he hates them, which means we need to get him on a broadcast with better. the Rams. Yeah, but like Sci-Fi could do a, a Sci-Fi Network could do a game, and we could have like I don't know aliens and stuff. Yeah, I'm That'd against that cool. one. Yeah, see, thank you, Christina. I, Travis, why are you against it? It was clearly me throwing out one idea, so you'd throw out another, and you threw out, yeah, I don't, don't like it. So now, right now you have to tell me why you don't like it. Go. Because they're like, who, who's going to talk? Aliens. You think aliens can talk? <laughs> Travis. <sighs> what network would you like to see, Christina? Um. Hmm. Maybe like the cooking network or something like the food network. That'd be cool. Then they can make like food from like the city. Yeah. Get like Bobby Flay and Giada out there. Yeah. Yeah. Make them make some food, like an appetizer or something like a game day appetizer from that city. That's what I'm buying in on. That's right. And then analyze all of the, all of the action in terms of food. Oh yeah. Yep. I'm in on that. Travis, maybe- what network would you like to see a game on? Uh, maybe MTV. No, it's bad. It's a bad idea. Why? Yeah, I actually don't. I don't want that one. Thank you, though. Next. What? Why? Well, no, 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 no. I get yelled at for shooting one down. You can't. All right, just do I'll that. tell you because MTV is music television, and there's nothing related to music on it anymore, so they shouldn't be rewarded. It would just be a bunch of people. It would just be a bunch of bad role models <laughs> if you had an mtv game it would be like johnny bananas uh it would be you know a teen mom it would be uh somebody from flora bama shore it would just be a drunk mess <laughs> exactly which, which actually fun. okay i'm starting to i'm selling myself on it at this point bessie did play college football mm. if comedy central were still comedy central i think a comedy central game would be good but they that don't would be great. They don't really do stand up anymore. They're kind of like MTV light sometimes, allegedly. So, uh Is there is there a sh- just one specific show other than Housewives that you would like that cast to do it? No, just the Housewives. Why what do you got? I don't know. I, no, I just came to me. I just was throwing it out there before I had an idea myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch enough I mean, it would be fun if every a, a show did it all in character. Like if Game of Thrones did a yes. did a game, that'd be neat. And this is a good topic. I really think we've all got something to say on it, but maybe we move on, just leave it where it was. I, I just think, look, maybe we don't have all of the ideas, but we we put the big idea out there, and now it's up to other people to take it and make it work. Our work here is done. Browns, Brown Steelers. You say hey, you're Christina, welcome. how you doing? Uh, uh, not well. Thank you for asking. The Browns beat the Steelers 48 to 37, closer than it sure looked like it was going to be at the beginning. Christina is a Steelers fan. 
So, uh, what? You go ahead, hon. You're right. Um, yeah, you know, I I'm not great. I've had better days. We'll put it that way. But mm. um, I've kind of just come to terms with it. I think ever since my hopes were brought so high, going 11 and 0, was just crushed and then crushed again and then crushed again. So. I'm just, I, I'm in the stage of now just accepting that this is what's happened. Mm. And it is, for anybody who's unclear, it, it is what has happened. Um, I uh, I forgot, just like I did last week, that you're a Steelers fan, and I feel I'd awkward. I'd like to forget too now, yeah. Yeah, I feel awkward now because last night I became a bandwagon Browns fan. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't expect it, um, certainly wasn't prepared for it, uh, but watching the way it felt inside my chest when Big Ben just kept throwing picks, um, was so warm and happy, and I was like, almost brought to tears by how, I mean, I jumped up off my couch when, the Browns scored their third touchdown. Um, like, are we doing this? And I tweeted, like, <laughs> I am, I'm sprinting full speed behind this bandwagon, acknowledging that, and also asking if anyone would mind just giving me a quick ride to the start of next season, because I had so much fun watching that team play last night. I, it was a, it was just a joy. Because for me, a person who has, uh, you know, and I'm sure, Christina, you've got complicated thoughts on it. But when you, when well, the situation that re- that is around Big Ben, the thing mm. that we're all supposed we always get yelled at for bringing up. I yep. realized in this situation, I'm like, oh, I don't have to say what you guys don't like football players for myriad reasons. So I'm allowed to just not like this football player. I don't have to make it about the reason I don't like him, but I can just not like him. And watching him be sad felt correct (laughs) in a way that I attached to the Browns. Now, here is my issue. Here's another thing I realized last night. I have been, my football life, I have been essentially in a, what I thought was a stable and healthy relationship for a long time. There were years where my friends were like, God, my boyfriend sucks. I am considering getting another boyfriend because it's hard to date this guy. And I was like, oh, that sounds really difficult. My boyfriend, he's, no, he's good. And then I got rocked at the beginning of this year when my boyfriend left. And here I was thinking we were all good and that we were going to he would die before he would go be with somebody else but he went and he was with somebody else and it left me I think I maybe didn't unpack it well enough I was in this like what space and I realize now the way the Browns made me feel last night is the exact way you feel when you get out of a long relationship that you thought was good and turns out it wasn't you kind of just um how do I say this on an ESPN platform you sort of just uh uh, you get a little too into the next couple guys 
You're just like a little bit like searching for that thing and maybe projecting some things onto that thing. So basically the reason I'm telling this, telling you all this is for accountability because I could see myself getting swept up in this Browns thing and I, I want to make sure you guys remind me who I am, that this is not I just a part of my boyfriend left. My relationship with the Patriots is still my relationship, and I have to work on it instead of chasing after this, again, incredible feeling. Like, I was looking at the Browns last night, like, are you, do you want to, <laughs> are we agreeing on everything? It's just like everything the Browns said was so funny. And like he's, and I think he's really smart in a way that like a lot of people don't see. And the things that people don't like about him, I think I can change that. I think I, I can't can wait till you're him. like, I can't wait till you're rooting for Jared Goff next year. Oh my God. That's, let's, okay. I'm, I'm single. I'm not desperate. All right. So, um, but the, the I'm last also time the Browns, single. this is all a metaphor that I feel like someone will take out of context. Go the ahead, last time go. the Browns won a playoff game, this one Christina literally wasn't alive for. Mm. Not 1994. Mm. Yep, wasn't around then. Well, and you let that streak in, Christina. She clearly was also has been killed by this one as well. She's no longer alive. <laughs> the fan inside of her has died already as well. Tina so. is dead. Yeah. Uh, I will also say, hopefully, this is the death of Colin Cowherd's recycled take of wearing a backwards hat being an indication of a bad quarterback. It is a thing that has gained new life recently. Travis just put his hat on backwards. Uh, worth Solidarity. noting, it's a, tr- it's a trucker hat. Um, it, this take has been around for a while. I want to say it was Matt Stafford was the first one he said it about. Something about, like, I don't like my quarterback wearing a backwards hat. And it has, it was dumb then, <laughs> and it is dumb now, but it got new life when he started saying it about other quarterbacks. And partially, you could argue that at least the guy's consistent. His takes are his takes, and he sticks with them. But when they're wrong, it's uh, worth making fun of. So that's what we're doing. Um Baker Mayfield, he said, you know, wears a backwards hat and he doesn't like a quarterback who wears a backwards hat. And then last night after winning and beating the Steelers, sorry, Christina, uh, Baker Mayfield on his Zoom turned his hat backwards before he answered his questions. Good. We like Kudos it. Kudos to him. I love I just, it. I don't love it or hate it. I just would like it to be the thing that puts the nail in the coffin on that take. If I have to see, it just proves how short our memories spans are as sports fans that I see people get newly outraged about the backwards hat take every five years. And I'm like, we did this already. It's dumb. He loves when we get worked up about it. I love though, like Baker, when he's doubted and then can respond being petty. Like that's my favorite Baker under underdog. Baker is my favorite. Mm. I will agree though. I do. I, it's so conflicting. I do like Baker. I do like, I like that aspect I don't like when he beats my teams, mm. but I do like him. I also think he's the first, um, well, maybe not the first. Let's not give him too much credit before you think through the take. But it is good to see like a a kind of messy winner, you know, like a, it, it, we kind of saw it in the Ravens game which was kind of a lot when they were stomping on the Titans logo, but like, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But it's, you do, it's like a, you know, Baker planted the flag in college like he's the like I win now what instead of the like you were a great opponent and and like that can go too far you have to be gracious when you win but I think it's also fun to have a little bit of the like so what you well, said I I suck so now my I'm okay back. with what the Ravens did because the Titans started it 
And revenge, <laughs> revenge is a dish best served cold, but sometimes nice. it needs to be piping mm. hot. Wow. And they waited Wisdom. till the right time and just... And then Marlon Humphrey's like, sometimes you celebrate and you end up on the logo. I don't know what happens. Yeah, like, I'm an idiot and I'm old. And so I at first was like, is this a TikTok dance? I don't know. When everybody started stomping, I'm like, what? <laughs> Another dance. And then I was like, oh my God, it's the logo. <laughs> I'm are you on, you're on, I, you're on TikTok, aren't you? No, well, so I'm on it in the sense that I have an account so that I post. can save my favorites. But I, yeah, I just scroll through it. I don't. I don't make anything on it. I don't either, but, but I, Tina got I me hooked it. on it. I love You're TikTok. Yeah. What she was on got Travis hooked on? I'm curious to know, what do you like about it? Um, because- it's something that fills my midnight hours uh, when I'm up at midnight, one, two, three, four in the morning, and I have nothing else to do. I scroll TikTok because you know when you, you, you get to a point on Twitter where you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, but nobody else is awake. And so also now, it's showing you tweets from like yesterday and then you yep. like them and then you're like, oh, I look weird. I just like that tweet from yesterday. Yeah, yep, I get it's it. It's the same thing with Instagram. Instagram's now refiltering pictures from like two, three it's days ago. Cool. And I'm like, now I look creepy. I can't do this. Yeah. So TikTok has filled that void for me. The only problem for me is that it's, you know, if you share your bed with someone, I can't scroll that at night because that someone is is asleep and a very light sleeper. So I ha- oh, I'm like, yep. give me a text-based app for me to scroll at night. But I love, I think TikTok is, there's people, uh, sure, some of it's corny. Some of anybody on any platform is corny. Some of it's like vain, where it's like, oh, this is me just looking really cute. And I get so many followers for just being hot and weird. But then a lot of it is like, man, that's funny. Like people are that's really what I appreciate funny about that. it is I literally was telling one of my friends the other day that I appreciate people who could be so witty and so funny about something because it takes me three times as long to think of that take as somebody who's just so quick and just does it. And that's what I appreciated. There are but some the beauty of TikTok, too, funny. is like you can see a funny one and then you can scroll through in this feed because it's very user friendly. If you don't have an account, you can scroll it without an account. You can just like s- scroll down to the next person and the next person. Then somebody will take the sound from that funny video you saw and put it in a different situation. And you're like, that's funny again. But it's yep. just like it's it's like hell. It's more collaborative, I think, than most other apps and there's downsides to that but the upside is like there's all these inside jokes where somebody who doesn't use tiktok is like did you see this tiktok it's so funny and you're like yeah that's actually a tiktok using the sound from an original tiktok have you seen the original and they're like no it's uh, there's so much it's like learning a new language and i think i don't know something about it i just love i also love that in this quarantine time where you're like not seeing people it's one of the most authentic representations of people again parts of it other parts of it are very much like i'm presenting my best me but a lot of it is just like people in sweatpants with no makeup something funny happened they film it or they have a funny idea they film it they put it out there and you're just like these are real people the only downside is i don't think i've ever felt older than when i go on tiktok yeah well you're gonna feel older every year so get used to it so that's something to look forward to yep guess what you're gonna be getting there too soon yeah, I'm, I'm, I am there. Not, not, not you. But again, I think the important thing is that you know and you recognize you're not yeah, a because, person who's like, I, I am old, friends. but I'm gonna make TikToks. You're like, no, I'm just gonna. You guys do what you do, and I'll, enter, I'll be entertained by it, and thank you for it. But I'm gonna stay out of it. That's I had a I friend do. once who has an account, 
and she doesn't post on it, but got drunk and posted like two videos. And the next morning, I was like, "Hey, a nice videos," and she didn't realize that she posted a couple of videos. Luckily, there wasn't oh, anything no. bad, but you have oh, to be careful. No. Have you ever done the thing? We'll move on, but let me just ask it. Have you ever done the thing where you have like a a pimple or something on a part of you that you can't see? So you like take your camera to try to take a picture of it to see what it is, <laughs> so you don't have to get up and look in a mirror. And then you're like, "Oh no! If somebody hacks my phone, is my photo stream just going to be pictures of like?" the my side of my rib cage to see if that's a pimple on my back or what i, I wonder about that yes. all the time i'm like oh man no. i could have because then you open instagram to post something and the first one on your camera roll you're like don't touch that oh my god don't accidentally you, post that you know you could delete it right yeah and then you do but if you think about deleting it while you're in instagram you'll open it and then you're like i am way too close to accidentally sharing this with the entire internet it's almost like when you and travis i don't know if you've encountered this um but for for us girls when we start dating a new guy you screenshot every picture that you can find on social media and send it to all allegedly, your friends allegedly allegedly so uh, yeah allegedly yeah allegedly um, allegedly you save them to your favorite so they're easy to find in your mm-hmm. camera roll allegedly Yep, and then you send them to, allegedly send them to all of your best friends, and then you all continue to talk about all these pictures, again, allegedly. And um, then you are scared that if you do actually start dating and this guy ever does look at your phone, oh my god, he's going to see all of the pictures that you've screenshotted from way back in 2002, Mm. you know, when he went on that family trip with all of his friends. That I somehow know now. Uh, yeah, so. But you have to pretend I, you don't know about when you're dating and he starts telling you about it and you're like, oh, you and your friends, what would you say it was three of your friends went on a trip? I didn't, where, to Greece? I, that's I, funny I, guess, just I guess. I've had somebody <laughs> oh, yeah, accidentally. Yeah, that cruise ship you took, that was so fun. I didn't see any of the pictures though. So I've had somebody accidentally send the photo of me to me. Oh, I've sent the text oh. about the person to the person so many times. So oh, I've many, done that. I've done that times. so many times. So many times. You guys have never even had to deal with the like, hey, your mic's hot. And you're like, sick. That's sick. I love that. So you're saying that ESPN broadcasts any show that's being filmed to a feed at ESPN. So like anyone at ESPN at any point could be, that's sick. That's a (laughs) feeling I've had before. I'm like, I thought it was just us in the room. And they're like, you idiot. And I'm like, that's fair. Okay, cool. Um, that's why I would recommend dating the guy that you've had on your podcast a bunch of times. So you really don't have to tell your friends who it is. You like, remember that guy that we all liked? It's him. We date him. So I didn't have to screenshot anything, but I still did, allegedly. Okay, more news in a second. That's all your football games. Um, something happened at the Eagles that we're going to talk about, and there's other stuff. But today's podcast is also brought to you by Indeed. So, Travis, this is the only other sponsor of the podcast this week. You have big power in your hands. Please allow me to explain so we're on the same page before you say whatever you're about to say next. We could either do a voice here. I know we have choices, but we could also sing. And I know that maybe we're going to move on from the singing ad read, but we've, we've, we haven't had the discussion about it that I thought that we should before we move on. So I don't know. I'm going to leave it in your hands, which I know is a terrible decision, but I'm going to do it. And then we're going to, I'm going to have to do whatever you say here. Go. I think we need to give the singing a try and see how it goes. Okay. What would you like me to sing? Because this is out of being selfish and it's easier to come up with a song than it is a voice, Mm, which makes my life easier. Okay. So I want you to sing Celine Dion because you loved me. Have we done? I I genuinely, Ashley's the only one who remembers the ones that we've done. I don't know. And also our Reddit will remember, but uh, we can, we'll try it and we'll see. I mean, 
it's my choice, so we have That's to. That's true. Oh, she just starts right away. Okay. We'll see if I can remember it. We might have done this like six weeks ago, which is pretty embarrassing that I don't remember. <clears throat> we ready? Now that, you, now that you say it, I feel like I feel like we have. Now that you're like talking, yeah, I feel about like we it. should include this. Uh, I opened the instrumental and found that it has been watched all the way through on my YouTube channel, which means we've definitely done this. Which means before I do this, I will apologize because I bet Mariah. Or somebody, Camille, is probably being like, you did this four weeks ago. Like, this I'll, was I'll take, very recent. I'll take the hit for this one. Yeah. They were going to give it to you anyway. All right. Let's see. Maybe I'll get but it no, better I, this time. Now nice I feel better. All right. More news. You don't have to laugh, but it is preferred. I, it just I, makes I, us feel better. I See, that's Christina's, like, first true foray into on the podcast oh wow and christina welcome be- thank you she's taped so it, happy she's to taped be it here. before but i don't think that she's like been in the role of, like unsure like if she's having to watch me it do it having to yeah. watch me do it is the most uncomfortable part for all of us is that accurate christina that you it's, weren't sure if you can laugh over her it's yeah it's something it's definitely <laughs> something i'm working through it <laughs> And it's part of it. It's part of my discomfort that I hold in my hands at this moment. Celine's yeah, fun because you can do it. the Celine accent. Uh, I don't think I did that song any justice. I'm pretty sure it isn't the same melody for the whole part, but that's what I did. It, and so ma- maybe you us. see it more as a cover. It was a cover. It was in honor of her, but I took some liberties, some creative liberties of my own, and I'm not going to apologize for that. The Eagles have fired Doug Peterson. So I think we should get to Doug Peterson because that is very important. Mm. Uh, but I would say as my first time ever witnessing. We're going back to the ad read. You still uh, want to yep. talk about it. Yep. No, I'm not off it yet. Um, okay. <laughs> now that I've witnessed my first musical ad read, although mm. that was so beautiful and uh-huh. really, uh, really not uncomfortable at all for me. Okay. I think we should just kind of, you know, stop it there. You oh so you think uh, Celine Dion because you love top. me for maybe the second time it should be the we, that's it. Yep, I think we should go out on top. It was beautiful, and that's you know kiss goodbye. Okay, that's that's Christina's position. Travis, what's your position? Um, after realizing that I picked a song that was just done, clearly mm. I'm not equipped to pick <laughs> songs, mm. and so uh, I yes. Christina's reasons probably better, but I'm going to say to save my own ass from picking songs that we literally just did. Yeah, I think we should. Okay, well, um, so the, is the floor mine now? Because I'll I'll say uh, this hurts. Uh, I'll say I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting flowers for the performance, <laughs> but I certainly wasn't expecting you to say it's the last time you ever ever want to see it again. Uh, so what I'm, what's happening right now? Just so I can be completely transparent, is I'm. Working through those feelings while trying to also maintain that this, you know, podcast is a is a its own little ecosystem and we all need to be on the same page about stuff. And, you know, I hate those ad reads, too. Um, if I were nitpicking, I would say I hated singing ad reads first. And so, like, it's you guys aren't original. You're just kind of saying what I said. So, um, 
and and because of that then sure that's the that can be it i would i would say if i had one objection it would be that we should let the reddit like our faithful lovely fans pick one more song um but then I would have to open myself up to the fact that they would probably pick no more songs and then I'd have to be disappointed in myself and feel bad all over again. So I'll, I think um, I'd be willing. We can stop. Maybe we'll let them pick voices then. Mm-hmm. Travis, do you just not want to do your job? What no, I just, like. I just. It does sound. The vibe I'm getting here is you hate the way I do my job, but you also don't want to do yours. But you also just, hate your job. Yeah. No, I just like to give our listeners, you know, a little say and have, you know, yeah. feel like they're more part of the podcast. That's good. By this doing is a, all of the work you're supposed no, to be doing. No, what he's trying to do here is, uh, yeah, he's trying to outsource work while also try to win over the fans. It's smart. Mm. It's smart. It's a smart position for you. I hate you for it, but it is. It's it's correct. It's I mean, right I just approach. can't believe that you wouldn't want to have your listeners you're, have a say. But that's I, you know exactly see, how to now cut you're to the core. Spinning it around again. You know yep. exactly how to make me feel bad. If you tell me it's something that's going to upset my fans, I'm like, okay, I'll stop. So that's so, Celine. Thanks for singing us out because you loved me, you know, and I loved you. But it's but Doug Peterson got fired, and Doug so Peterson's not loved. Doug Peterson. I think we should talk about his failures because I'm starting to get really insecure mine right now and i just need some space so uh dan graziano reported that doug peterson has been fired um we saw that coming right yep i think we all did i feel like for me it was the uh way he threw the game i think that for me was when i was like yeah that's it i don't think you're gonna be here much longer because there were reports that players on the team when they figured out what was going on were very upset with Doug Peterson and it just seems like that's one of those things you can't really talk your way out of as we saw him kind of try to do when he was like what do you mean we played that whole game and you're like yeah but and you can't really admit that you did it because then that would get you in trouble and so I didn't see there being much coming back from this. Though it is surprising because you'll remember when the <clears throat> Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, a lot of the conversation was about how Doug Peterson was that dude. And um, I think since then, we've learned that perhaps he wasn't. So this goes back to that point that this this goes back to that point that we um, we say stuff sometimes that it ends up not being true. Sometimes it's they say you're bad when you're actually good. Sometimes it's they say you're good when you're actually bad. And the only person who can control that is you, Doug Peterson. <laughs> so um, I will say this probably increases the chances that Carson Wentz stays in Philly. I would agree with that. But I don't know if, what that means or if that matters. But hopefully it will keep them from doing something silly like trying to draft a quarterback. I would love him to see them do something silly. You would? Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. I want them to suck. I always forget. Mm, I also forget that. That also, okay, Have we? did we ever discover why and how? I think how, I think we discovered that he was a front runner, but he didn't want to no, say it in no, so many no, words. We it just, took him a couple okay. paragraphs to explain why he was exactly what we thought he was. The, the Browns mm. literally lost their team, and as a kid, I lost my team. My mom roots roots for the Cowboys, so then I started rooting for the Cowboys. Oh yeah, we found out it was it was okay. from a matriarch, so we actually supported it. I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm in full support. Yeah. At like the on. age of six, I picked a new team. Forgive me. 
No, that's weird. You are forgetting. I was just asking. I was just asking. Thank you for telling me. We, we just wanted you to talk about your mom. What's your mom's name? Jenny. Virginia. Jenny. That's <gasps> adorable. Oh, my God. I thought you just said Jenny weird. But you <laughs> didn't. Too. You said Jenny. It's Virginia. That's awesome. I love her. Yep. Love her is already. She, is she cavalier? Huh? I don't know. Aren't they the cab? <laughs> Moving on. Travis, it says, it says here in the doc that you uh, have a question. I, I added, though, about did you MTV's, not see the parentheses? Oh, I see the question. So it says, Travis has a question for you about MTV The Challenge. And then in parentheses, it says, I no longer think this is a good question. So don't ask. <laughs> Travis, it's it. But you did that after we started the podcast. Yeah, I was not going to scroll thinking. down to the second half. I have this dedicated. I, it has its own section we only I, see, have like one other thing to talk about. I mean, What's I can't. What's the question? I, <laughs> I, I won't get, answer it if you don't want me to. But now we have to. Do you get frustrated by the challenges that they have them doing lately, the past couple seasons? In do you want to tell me in what sense, or are you hoping like, I'll pick up on what? Sense? Well, like this last one, they had them doing like a little drone thing. Like that, nobody is watching for them to race some drones. We want to see them like climbing and hitting each other and doing crazy stuff. And lately, the challenges it seems, suck. It seems like this season, and I again, I'll apologize if I get this wrong because you got to remember, I'm watching simultaneously this season and an old, like we're still working our way through the old ones. So sometimes I'll get the storylines confused and be like, wait, I thought Wes was mad at this person. And then it's like, wait, that's a different season. But I think this season, I've felt like, and I said this with the drone thing this week, Dan and I were in agreement that it feels like a lot of the challenges are like, either way physical like very like a lot of people got hurt in the last episode we lost people because like shoulders were dislocated like i did not need to see the round part of the bone sticking out of somebody's shoulder they're either that or they're like impossible to win so like only one team can win i bet that's like produced on purpose i bet it's like you're either going to fail this challenge or complete it, but it's not really about completing it as fast as possible or like being better. It's just about being the one team that manages to do it. It's also just it, from a viewership point, standpoint, it's not fun to watch. Like they have challenges where it's like you really can't tell what's going on and who's. Yeah, this succeeding. is a. You're right. The visual. So this week it was a. Um, a drone, a camera was attached to a drone, like a, one of the little, the thing you picture when you picture a drone with the little helicopter things on it. And it was, had to be navigated through a cave so that the camera could read these numbers that were like around a corner. And then you'd have to fly it back and land it and then run back to something and type in the numbers that you remember. But one partner would be controlling the drone and one had on the goggles that allowed them to see the view of the drone so it's like they had to communicate with each other and let me just say lolo jones was a perfect example of why this show is good because you got her video footage of her being a terrible partner to her partner sucking at communicating being like go go instead of like go left go right she was just getting very worked up and then yelling at her partner for not listening to her and then in her confessionals was like my partner does not listen men do not listen and you're like lolo you're the problem and you don't even realize it that's why i love the challenge but um yeah only a couple people were able to pull it off and visually 
to Travis's point, it was hard to pay attention to because it just wasn't that visually interesting. So I'll agree with you on that, Trav. But I also think this season of the challenge is so... The direct focus of the production is to make these people backstab each other. And they've done such a hilariously good job of making it messy already because Fessy and Josh consider themselves power players and neither of them have figured out yet how to play this game. And so I think that the thing that you'd be missing if this is your first season watching it, you'd be like, what are the rules of this game? It'd be like watching a sport that you don't understand and trying to keep up with it and being like, these rules don't make any sense. But this season is a reward for people who love the challenge because the rules don't matter. It's just absolutely about uh, let's get some new rivalries and some new uh, enemies formed so that future seasons where the rules are more clear, those rivalries can be carried through. I think we were coming to a point where it's like people were getting too old and are going to start leaving the show and then rivalries are going to die down. So they just needed a season of just drama so that we'll have something to care about when the rules of the game are, are more simple and easier to follow. Josh is a producer's dream. I would say it depends on what the producer dreams of because I know I will swear up and down Johnny Bananas is a producer's dream because he does this thing where he knows when a camera's around and he provides like the exposition that is needed for the thing to make sense and he also eggs people on in a way that gets them into these fights that they love but Josh is a producer's dream in the sense that he doesn't know what's the party's not supposed to say and he just keeps telling everybody things and doing and just getting so emotionally worked there it up. is there it is i was gonna say he's too emotional for the he game he made devin look funny i hate devin i can't stand devin but devin was it this this is this season right where they were like cooking something in ct and somebody was upset and then ct was like oh my god let me go apologize to her if she's crying I think it was Casey, and he like went inside and was like, I'm sorry. And then Josh got all worked up about absolutely nothing, and Devin dunked on him with something that I forget what he said. But I laughed, and then I clasped my hand over my mouth. Like, don't laugh at Devin. Devin sucks. Devin sucks, but again, he's another. You know. Yeah. But I'll, quickly, I want Lolo and Nam to just be Date. an item. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're going to if Lola will I, stop getting in her own way all the time. Yeah, she she's in her head too much. Yeah, but they're a beast um, physically. They just need physical challenges. Yeah, well, they're going to get them because, again, people dislocated shoulders and broke arms last week and left the show and without much fanfare. So, And that doesn't happen too often. No, but it was a They usually always, like, return. Yeah. So that's I just a. Just can't compete for a couple weeks. I'm just upset we don't. What's her name? Nicole. We don't get to hear her accent that is both Staten Island and not any other region all mixed I'm into just, one. I'm so glad she's like gone. a, a gal. I've never been with a gal before. You're like, what do you? What is that? Are you old English? Uh, Travis. More importantly than the challenge to some people, not me. Uh, college football is having a big game tonight. I hear. Yes, big game. And what is that game? Would be the college football playoff national championship. The national championship, the big one, the big one yeah. that never used to exist and exists now and therefore means a lot. Um, yeah. Always a good sign when Squadcast says, are you still here? Because I'm going to shut this. And it's like, nope, still recording the same episode of this podcast. Uh, so, Travis, here's what I think we should do. Our listeners will have known what happened in this game 
vaguely, because I imagine a lot of them also don't watch it. But um, I'm going to watch it, to be clear. I work at ESPN. But why don't you tell us what's what happened in this game between Ohio oh. State and Alabama? Well, let's I talk about this. before it, before the game happened. Who did we all think was going to – who was favored? I, I think Bama right now at uh, 6 well, p.m. Then, is sitting at then. like eight eight point favorite. Whoa, that's a lot of points. Like seven or eight or something like that. Well, it's kind of a big difference if you're a if you're a gambler. Um, well, it depends on where you shop at. So sure. Also, um, tease at half point. So a lot of people are thinking they're going to win. Ohio State's getting a little more people to pick them than they did against Clemson because of the Clemson performance. Mm. But uh, definitely not being expected. A lot of people think it could easily be a blowout. Um, I'm a little nervous right now. I'm like seeing that it's. I'm like watching the time now. I'm like, all right, six o'clock. Game's coming on at eight. Right, but um, for the sake of, but it's happened already. Yeah, the game is. You happened. want me to? And uh, so I'd like you to tell me what happened. Ohio State mm-hmm. wins. Ohio State wins. Yes. All right. Interesting. Okay. And how do they? How do they do that? How do they do well, that? Uh, I'm going to say that Justin Fields and Trey Sermon put on a show, oh. and. Injured and all. It had to have been a good show. Yeah, so I'm going to say, uh, well, in the fourth quarter, uh, he had a, the huge touchdown throw to Chris Olave for 42 yards. Whoa, 42. Wow. That was a lot of yards. I remember that. Yeah. And then. It's very um, specific. So then there was like a uh, little um, under two minutes left in the game, and Alabama mm-hmm. had the ball. Um, mm-hmm. And Mac and Jones. And the score got, at this point was what? Uh, it was 35 31. With wow, who, close one. who was leading Alabama? So they need no Ohio State's was oh, leading. So Alabama needs a touchdown. Right. Uh, a, a minute forty two seconds left with a one Whoa. timeout. Okay, um, I mean we this just doesn't sound like this doesn't sound like a man who's afraid. <laughs> You're like, oh man, how am I going to possibly say? So with a minute and forty two left, and like <laughs> and the ref on the broadcast, the game. ref on the broadcast was scratching his nose, and right after he scratched his nose, there was this other very specific thing that happened. I don't, I'm okay. a mess there, right there's now. There's a Travis, lot of things that happened. Travis when we started the game, and now all of a sudden it's. It's what? So the first man. three quarters yeah, were back and forth. It was a bit of a shootout. And then here we are in the fourth quarter with a minute 42 left. It's 25-21. See, I feel like right now me joking about it. Sorry, 35-31. I, silly me. I, I swear uh, I, I don't remember so anything about this game. It's like I haven't even I watched it yet. I feel my predictions are going to somehow jinx the real game. And you're putting me in this position. I don't oh, appreciate well, tra- it. Travis, I don't want you to. You know me. I'm very superstitious. But you didn't mention that until you've mentioned that something happens at 142. 142 in the fourth quarter. So now I just need you to finish and tell us what happens at 142, and then I won't make you say anything else. What? I I, I don't even like making the prediction. I'm very superstitious. Well, you could have said that. Travis, I have made it very clear that if something is detrimental to your mental health, you can share it here, and we will avoid it. But you didn't do that, and now it just feels like a cop-out. No, this, like, I have have my clothes that I wore the last Clemson game over here that I will put on later. Okay. So that's something that we predicted is going to happen. Travis is going to put on the clothes he wore during the Clemson game. It hasn't that's been washed, but it was only worn once. That's a good. What do you think about um, that controversial call? We got screwed. I say got screwed. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I hate of course. <laughs> 
Okay, and the and did you find the post game uh, interviews to be? Uh, did they? Did you learn anything from them? You know, uh, people said that the cornerback from one of those teams said something pretty controversial. What what I should do? I'm going to record two versions, no, and then once the game is over, live. Nope. I'm going to edit and put in the one You'll that be, I want. You're not going to be conscious when the game is over. <laughs> tomorrow morning, I will. Oh, tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow right. morning is going to be a rough morning. Mm-hmm. You're right, or that, a, well, or a great one. But well, who's that's to say? When except Travis. Podcast. Taping is over. I have to go to get Chipotle. And the reason I'm getting Chipotle is because I had Chipotle before the Clemson game. So you're going to go do that again. or? Uh, Carnitas? Steak. 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 Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to go get some Martitos because I realized we are at that line where it's like it could run out. Mm, right. Where you don't want to assume you're not going to. And then, oops, we did. And yeah. You got to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and by the... Tito's, that's what you guys call Coors Light, where you're from? I yes. Assume? yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Everything um, drank on this podcast is Coors Light, even the wine. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, I am a pessimist when it comes to my games. Um, mm. Usually, I'm calm until like about now, but which is two hours before the game. But today has just been like... Your birthday? I, I imagine this is what it's like for like somebody that's going to get married. Oh, you, I'm sorry. I wish Christina wasn't having to talk to, I imagine, her boyfriend off camera. I wish you had heard what he just said. Travis, can you say it again so she can hear? I feel like how I feel right now is how like somebody would feel the day of their wedding. What? Come again? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you elaborate on that one? Please? I just, I just also want to know why you're throwing this takeout to a group of people who don't know that feeling anyway. Like the three, you so like we're all like, because yeah, you're you right. It is just like you that. can't tell me I'm wrong then. Yeah, I know. I, I right. mean, if one that of you are married, true. if one of you Sometimes are married, the then you can shoot answers. this take down. But guess what? Right. You can't shoot this take okay, down. Okay, well, tell me okay, why this fair. is how, like you feel like you're getting married. Because it's just this roller coaster of emotions where, like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good about the game. And then, like, I was watching a little TV and talk about the game. And I'm like, oh, crap. Now I don't feel good. So, like, all right, let me turn the game off. Let me get you a nap that's in. That's how for people a feel bit. right before they get married. The day before they get married, they're like, I want to marry him. Oh, no, I don't want to marry him. Oh, I want to marry him. Got- it's not like you're making the choice the day I of the wedding. Hope. And then yeah, people are texting I me like, be that back and forth the day of my wedding. The day of my wedding, I'm pe- going to be like, I love this man so much. Yeah, the, the, He's everything is, I want to be. Until the end of time. I'm but so excited so, to start the rest in, of our anxious. lives together. Let me spend eight hours putting makeup on myself and my friends so I'm worthy of this man. I'm Allegedly, the we don't know. Feeling. We don't know what's going to happen. The it anxious could be feeling. Hmm? And then it's like, I have people texting me, oh, I didn't realize it's also your birthday today. Good luck tonight. Like, yeah, it's just like a wedding. You've convinced me. So, yep, um, makes total sense. I guess to I should ask: Are you and Ohio State going to consummate your union this evening? I hope so. Oi vey. Um, I mean, okay. you don't know. Those are, I don't, and I actually, out. now that I think about it, I don't want to find out. So, thanks for your predictions, Trav. I just want one last one. Do you think they should have gone for it on fourth there? Screw you. Do you think that was the right call based on the analytics? I hate you. I know. You still don't know how to do this. (laughs) 
Uh, last thing we have in the document is, and I literally just wrote NBA games postponed. Um, Travis, you said something that I was like, save it. But I saw, I think the Celtics game and another game got postponed because I imagine Corona. I know that oh. the Sixers had an issue with, oh, I think the Mavericks. The Mavericks don't have enough players to make a team. So that game's postponed. Like, did they not like, I see people like, oh, this, like sh- the shocking, ex- you know, people are, com- you know, surprised. I'm like, did you not watch any of the other sports play? Like, <laughs> you guys were in a, like, people were like, the NBA didn't have any positive tests, like, their last season. I'm like, because you were in a bubble. Yeah, but like, I that's... think the, I think the Players Association, I think they made it, I think the players were like, we do not want to be isolated like that again. Which is fine, but then don't be shocked, shocked when these games, like, you can follow the rules or the, the protocols of things to the T, and guess what? There's a chance you still get COVID. It doesn't yeah. mean that you did anything wrong, but it's just it's just going to happen. And you and basketball teams are so close together that between contact tracing stuff, this is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, just, I agree. I feel like I I think the way that you can acknowledge the players' valid concerns about what that was like, what that season was like for their mental health, which I still think we haven't heard even all of it yet, and we will in the future, and it will be very fascinating, but. You can honor their concerns and not dismiss them, but you can also say the options are the only way to do a safe season is in a bubble, and if you don't want to be in a bubble, we're going to not do a season. Because I know that we're all sick of this virus. Trust me. I'm sick of this apartment. I'm sick of the people in it, mostly myself, and I would love to get out and distract myself from those things. But just because you're sick of it doesn't mean it's not still doing its virusy thing and like we have a a vaccine that is um being rolled out in a way it's maybe not the best way but it's happening i think and so it's like very frustrating to be back here again after kind of doing it right and now being like well we did it right but let's never do that again let's do it wrong while the virus is still here, I understand the timeline is frustrating. I understand we all would have hoped that by the time this another season was starting, it would have been fixed. But it's not. Nothing we say will change that. It's still bad. People are still dying. We still do not know the outcome of this virus long term on anybody, never mind an athlete. And um, it's just crazy to think that a year ago, uh, one NBA player had coronavirus, and we all knew his name, and there were think pieces about what Rudy Gobert's future in the NBA would be and his future of his relationships with his teammates, and part of that was because he was super irresponsible and touched every microphone and thought the thing was a joke, which it wasn't. But another part of it is like this week, Seth Curry, I heard, had it, had corona, or has corona. I'm not sure the current status. And I said that to someone, and then they were like, Seth, Steph Curry plays for the Warriors. And I was like, that's not even, you don't even know. People are going to misremember which one of them even got the vibe. It's just, uh, it's, so many of them have it, and it makes me I mean, literally, two months going forward ago, COVID hmm? like it Sorry, started two months almost going two months to the year <laughs> yeah 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 so like almost so like 10 months he left because what he said oh. was so <laughs> wrong just that he, so was bad. Like, <laughs> he was like let me just leave and maybe they'll let me start the podcast over yeah no that was just don't know where that was going uh, two months ago from now a year ago <laughs> 
Travis I'll be back. was. Do you want to start what, that? Sentence just hit record. Over. Just hit record. Was the sentence so bad that you just was like, "I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna head out." I don't know. Two months ago, a year ago, if that makes what? any goodbye, I'm asleep. <laughs> uh, sorry. So you were saying ten months ago. I was trying to talk about how close almost it is a year to ago. us now. Ten months yeah, ago. Yeah, almost a year ago, Rudy Gobert That's tested correct. positive on March 11th. It's January 11th right now. That's how close we yeah, are to it. That was your point. It was worth storming out over, I think. I we hate also you guys. love you. We also love you. Um, that's probably it for a podcast, but I think we have time for one more. It should be I think it. We have time for one more voicemail, Travis. If you can see it in you to stick around for it. Um, I guess since I, will. I know that I have to play it, give me one second to vamp here while I locate um, the. So you'd have to vamp, but you could just stop because when I edit yeah, it, but guess then what? Then I feel like we're lying to our people, and we're not liars. I found it. I mean, I mean, like ten minutes ago, Christina, you didn't want them to have a Christina, say on have, how you do Christina, the reads. Do we have time for one more voicemail? Just say yes. We sure do. Thank you. Greetings, <laughs> folks. I'm Greg from Canada. I'm currently lying in the recovery room after a uh, surgery to my Achilles. Um, I am now going to be on my bum for the better part of the next six months and was wondering what you would recommend for keeping sane. A big part of my normal mental health routine is exercise, but that's actually how I got into this mess. And now I can't do that. So if you have recommendations on whether it's games, movies, other sorts of activities, um, would love to hear them. Thanks. You're the best. Appreciate you and everything you do. Talk to you. Hopefully, we'll hear from you. Hopefully, soon. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Greg, I love you. I mean it. Rest in the most peace to your Achilles. Um, I appreciate that this phone call was made going into the recovery room after a surgery, and it gives off exactly those vibes. I want to take a nap now, uh, but I will not do so until we answer your question, which was. He's going to be stuck on his bum for the better part of the next six months. What should he do to stay sane? Because working out is usually a big part of uh, Greg's mental. I think it's Greg. I could barely hear it. But I think it's Greg. uh, His mental health routine. So I will say, uh, as somebody who has spent the last six months on her bum, um, but does not uh, really work out in the common definition of this of the sense of the word uh the first thing for me that i think you should do that i can't help you with is you got to figure out what it is that exercise was doing for you and you have to find something else that can do that for you it's one of those questions where the answer is so obvious it's hard to know because you might think like oh well working out makes me feel good because i'm losing weight or I'm keeping my body in shape or you know whatever but it may also be like it makes me feel like I'm like I'm like I exist it's like makes me feel like my body is a thing that exists in the world and is a part of it so if it's that you can find things that will help you in that way I also know there's a lot of um exercises and stuff you can do when you're hurt otherwise athletes coming back from injury would always just be bags of ice cream 
So there's got to be stuff you can do. And I'm sure our lovely community of people who do. Shut up, Travis. People, uh, the lovely people in our community who do uh, (laughs) like to exercise. I bet they can share with you some like links maybe on our Reddit if you're a part of that um, to help you through this time. But what I can help you with where my expertise does come into play is on the what should I do while I'm sitting on my bum. Now, I don't know if you're a video game person, but if you are, this is a great time to get into it. If you're not, this is a great time to see if maybe you are into it. If you're not a video game person traditionally, so you don't know where to start, I would say the smartest thing to do is to download a couple games, a couple of the cheaper games before you get to the big names, which are now like $70 and $80 a piece, which is insane. But you could start with like a puzzle game. You could start with then playing like a uh, a first person shooter you could play a third person uh like a fantasy game like you can just try a, a smattering of games find out which one speaks to you and then follow that one up the tiers of like these are the more popular versions of that game but there's indie games you can get for pretty cheap that are pretty short that'll give you a taste of whether or not you like that kind of a game a game i always talk about and feel like a huge nerd when i say it is a game called the talos principle which i'm pretty sure is very cheap and you're basically a robot who's learning about their own consciousness through puzzles it's weird and it might not be for you but i found it to be very much for me and again i think it was cheap so you could try that or you could play, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot. Um, video games are fun. And they're also good at making you feel when you can't really do much else, when there isn't a lot of signs of progress in your life. You can look at your video game and be like, oh, this says I, I completed 12% of this game today. And I got better at, you know, stabbing zombies. And that's a thing I did today on Earth. If video games aren't your thing, books. I know. We are all, we all grew up as like, Books means work, but books now are like you get to pick whatever you want to read and you'll never have more time than this. If that makes you feel guilty, then maybe books aren't the thing that are speaking to you right now. But you can find a book. If you Google something that you're interested in, you can find a book about it. Start reading it. If you don't like it, you don't have to do a book report. You can stop reading it and start reading another one and just start to be curious about stuff, you know, learn about things that then later when you're back on your feet with both your heels, um, you can, you know, it'll give some sort of insight into your life. You can also read about exercising. Maybe that'll help fill the hole. The exercise, probably not. Um, I've chosen to fill the hole of, you know, being able to work out with going to the gym. And that's my personal choice. It's my brain gym. It's my mental, my mental kettlebells. Um, and I lift a bunch of them. But uh, movies... <laughs> I would also, TV shows, I would recommend, I don't know if I've told you, Halt and Catch Fire is a good one that I really like a lot. It's a little slow moving, but so are you. So maybe you'll be able to relate. Um, Start the challenge. Christina, have you watched anything recently that you would recommend? to Shut up, Travis. I said, Christina, you're going to get your turn. turn. It's going to be next. Like, people get upset when I tell you to shut up. And I I know that's not the right way to do it. But I literally just said, Christina, and you started talking. And I don't know what to do when you do that. Christina. Christina, do you, yes. is there, Tina, my dear, is there anything you've watched recently that you would recommend to a person who's stuck in their bed? And please don't say Ohio State versus Alabama. Hmm. You know, I'm actually, so I'm in a similar situation trying to find something to watch. So I don't know if I can recommend anything. That's I would fair. rather, 
I would rather, rather just listen to recommendations. I can also write them down. Well, something I think that we all would say before we were stuck at home and now like, Greg, you're very stuck at home because I think Canada might have their things more figured out than we do. But you your Achilles is not coronavirus. So you do have to stay home. Uh, legacy TV shows that people always talk about that you missed the boat on and then you always feel like, well, when am I ever going to go back and watch The Wire? Now is the time. The Wire, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad, um, uh, what Game of Thrones, you could, Lost, you could, um, no. you know, those kinds of shows. The show that you're like, man, I didn't watch it, but I'm not going to. What, Travis? Yeah, hi. Don't watch Lost. You said no? Don't watch Lost. Okay, well, you didn't specify which one you were saying no to. I was just throwing it out there. Well, or I like think the, the issue Star Wars is... movies. Or like... <laughs> Go ahead. The audio, the audio and the video is Go so ahead. messed up right now. That's why the timing is off. Oh, is it? Is it me? Okay, Do you want so me is, to refresh? Is that happening for you what too? What a mess. I have... You guys are perfectly on for me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Should I leave and come back? No, let's just finish the podcast. Okay, (laughs) just keep going. Well, Travis, why don't you? um, So I've been sitting here thinking, like, not looking because it's so different. Travis, why don't you say a movie or a TV show that you like that you should, and then I'll and I'll just hang up and listen. Suits. Travis, this is it's your turn. Suits, he said. Oh my god. Okay. Travis says you should watch Suits. Um, and I, it's not. It's going to take so long for him to d- jump back in with a Y. Travis, if you hear me, um, you're welcome to. The floor is yours. But if not, I can just keep talking and get us out just of. Just say goodbye. The topic. Okay. Well, you know what, Greg? Um, some of us are thinking of you, and others of us are are a little delayed. But uh, we wish you all the best. That's it for this week's edition of sports. Uh, shout out to Brooklinen. Shout out to Indeed. Indeed got the last singing ad read. We're fine. We don't have to think about it. Shout out to ESPN Daily, hosted by Pablo Torre. Wake up to the best sports story you'll hear. You'll hear all day. That's a hard sentence. Wake up to the best sports story you'll hear all day. <coughs> Monday through Friday, hosted by Pablo Torre. He brings you an inside look at the most interesting stories at ESPN as told by the top reporters and insiders on the planet. The breaking news of SportsCenter, the deep dive storytelling of 30 for 30. I wrote this myself. Get the very best of ESPN daily. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Also, big thanks to you guys for listening now and then again later. Just one other time while we're still figuring this out. I had fun on this podcast and I'm interested to see if other people did as well or if our audio is even matched up even remotely. Or you could always just leave a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast which we read and we love them like this one from rob2174 that says the best part of this podcast is when katie says i love you to austin and he completely ghosts her every time i just laugh and laugh it's a five-star review so i'll take it because you know what austin has decided that this podcast is not the one he wants to lend his talents to and we support him in his journey and uh if you're interested in austin you know, if you want to hear Austin not say they love somebody, then you're never going to be able to find that anywhere else. If you want Austin to say I love you and someone else to say I love you back, well, then you can go listen and you should go listen to Dear Ashley. That's what it's called, right? Dear Ashley, which is available on all podcast platforms. But if you want Austin to not maybe love you back, well, then sorry, but that podcast 
is gone now. And here is this podcast instead. Lastly, don't forget, you can five stars. Don't forget, you can always leave leave us a voicemail <laughs> at 860-506-5571. This song goes out to Tina. Uh, say goodbye, Travis, whenever you're ready. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Tina. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Mean it.